Welcome back to In the Middle Podcast. It's a podcast about two dads living life in the Midwest. We talk about all things fatherhood, sports, hobbies, and life's greatest conundrums. Mark, say, what's up, dude? That's the first time I think you've ever messed that uh, up. Oh, that was. I, I might edit that out. Now Conund- I'm just gonna. I'm gonna let it go. Drums, right. conundrums. You gave us all great anticipation. Patient. <laughs> If Dude, you're gonna do the bit, do the bit it, properly. It reminds me of that uh, that guy on on Facebook that like used to make his own like videos and like, but he's all different characters making like the songs, like the rap songs. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that guy's good. Like I just yes. enjoy it's watching all of it. It's good. Anyway. Uh, we got a podcast to, to talk about real quick. We do, yes. Yeah. No, we uh, we we got a big fun show planned for everybody, but we do have a couple of housekeeping things that we need to take care of. First and foremost, we have to shout out our Patreon supporters. But today, ladies and gentlemen, I feel like we need, we need one of these. This this is for we have a brand Give new Patreon supporter. Yes, our first ever ITM premiere member let's go baby. so this is a ten dollar per month yes uh, subscription uh going out to hannah haggard thank she, you hannah she uh donated to the cause uh and in her tier she gets access to her show doc so she can follow along and even see ahead of time like what sort of topics we're going to be bringing to the table yes um, she's hanging out in the chat right now so hey hannah we appreciate you um and she also gets a free sticker of her choice yes um that she can slap on you know uh it, it we were talking before the show about uh, different movies. I was watching Into the Spider Verse, and he, at the beginning of the uh, the movie, he like is walking around town like slapping his like custom art stickers yes, everywhere. Dude. We should just start doing that with our stickers. Just buy a hundred of them, just slap <laughs> them around town, graffiti style. <laughs> Mirrors at Wadby's. Cops know instantly who it is because well, it looks like us. Even my daughter saw my shirt today. She goes. That looks like you and Uncle Chris. I'm like, it is me and Uncle Chris. It is. Blow your mind. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, Hannah, thank you so much. And as legally obligated, we have to shout out our patron supporters, uh, Hannah Agger, Joe Roth, and Eric Orrick. Thank you all very, very much for your continued support on the show. And if you're watching us live on Twitch at in the middle underscore podcast, you can check out our new PD cam. There's producer uh, almost said <laughs> you almost said Dave. No. Was, producer and Dave Derek. liked our tweet. Dave, just so you know, we gave your job away because Derek <laughs> bought your job from yeah. you. Derek, Derek basically came in like Elon Musk and said, "Hey, this producer Dave shit. That's nah, mine. It's producer Derek now. Still, it's still PD, but it's producer Derek now. That's right. Which is, uh, dude, yeah, it brought me all the way back to season zero and one when it was producer Dave all the time. So I'm going to have to get used to it. I'm sorry, Derek. We, we've been friends for a long I time. I a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. But but yeah, we've uh, we've teased Derek the last two weeks. He's officially in the chair tonight. Yes. Um, so yeah, we'll probably throw a couple things his way as well. And then as we get more equipment, you know, soundboards and things like that, Derek will, will start running all of that sort of stuff. But for now, he's just another person to bounce ideas off of. And we have have to keep him on cam- off camera because he's so handsome that will take yeah. he'll take away the rest from he's us. He's gonna ruin the whole live part of this for us, me and you. Yeah, I think I might be the first one out though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he has hair still. Valid, <laughs> but but you both have great beards. Like when we I do. grow a beard, it yeah. doesn't look quite as pristine in the mustache area. So he's me. he's in the chair during the months of like October through February. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, I'll run the spring, summer months. You guys run the <laughs> fall, winter. Yeah. That's how it'll go. 
So yeah, but uh, uh, Derek's in the chair, and uh, with him in the chair, we have to talk about our sponsor, McNary Chiropractic, because this is the guy who owns the damn business. So, yes. Uh, we have our McNary Chiropractic Dad Joke of the Week, guaranteed to crack you up. What do you got for us? I got a good one this week. Uh, at least I, I'm a dad. We're all dads. Uh, we, I appreciate this joke probably more than, it's more than others. Um, you know, it's middle of the month. So yes. we, we start talking about calendars a lot. Um, I'm afraid for the calendar, really. Its days are numbered. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, where is this going? <laughs> That's pretty good, huh? I love that. That, that, that. It caught me off guard, and I was like, ah, this guy. This guy. All right. That was deleted off the list. It will no longer be used again on All this right. show. Yeah, uh, McNary Chiropractic, Russell, Kansas, official sponsor of the ITM. Thank you for your dad joke uh, yeah. submission, Derek. Appreciate you. I like yeah, it. he is, again, a family uh, health and wellness facility. Yes. So not only you, but your wife, your daughter, your son, your aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, it doesn't matter. He can fix you all. Yep. All right. Sure can. I was trying to think of, like, the the, like... Your uncle's cousin's roommate, twice former, removed. twice removed, <laughs> like, yeah. The guy that you drank at a party with one day in high school. You can take care of them, too. <laughs> or maybe college. Probably college. Um, so before we uh, preview the show, I do have one last shout-out that I have to give. So uh, the Parlay Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, oh, the yeah. main reason why I bring them up is I've been a guest, uh, um, I guess, commentator on their show uh, three different times now, including last night we did a mock draft episode. Oh, no um, kidding. Alan is actually starting to become a frequent member of nice. that podcast as well. Big Al. Um, so, uh, yeah, they, they've promoted us the last two times we've been on the show. Um, Hell yeah. And I want to make sure I return the favor. So, yeah, go check out Parlay Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, and during the year, they also do, like, sports betting stuff. Um, Tips and tricks. And, uh, yeah. And I oh, think nice. last year... They did have like they had a couple weeks where like they hit really big, so like maybe win percentage is like less than fifty, but like when they hit, they hit. I'm down. So, yeah, I'm down. It's it's a lot of fun. So go like, check them out uh, wherever you get your podcast. And we are week up upcoming week number two for preseason. Preseason, yes. Yep. So we're about to all three put some money into DraftKings or or uh, uh, what FanDuel is another one. So I have not yet done. Caesars or MGM, oh, and I'm gonna get my free fifty dollars as a new member. Dude. You bet your you wait, wait on MGM; they'll do a big promotion later on. That's oh, what I mean. Is yeah. like when they do I it, missed it on the Super Bowl. It was like they would have matched two grand if I would put two grand. Damn. I mean, I don't got that kind of money. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Out, I wasn't either, but I was gonna hope. <laughs> I don't have that type of. No, I'll, uh, I'll throw fifty in money. and get fifty back. I'm down. I'm down. So now I haven't won the lottery yet. Now, if I did just win that one point five billion, then yeah. I bet a little more. Yeah, I'd probably match that two grand. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be fine. So, anyways, today, uh, site. Yeah, what are we talking about? I had. Oh, Let's get oh another raid. Drop and spicy. They're coming in. Let's go. Thank you, drop and spicy. This is a new bit here. Uh, new new function of the live chat here. It's going, baby. Look, I just got one. Question. Thank you for the raid, drop and spicy. Y'all ready for this? That is so freaking lit, dude. XO, appreciate you, my dude. Did you hear Love that? Love the raid. That's you... our first official raid on 
like on the during podcast. the live podcast, just rated us earlier. Shout out, just glad to be here. It is because of her. Actually, can you pull up a crab ray for me? Just a crab ray, just for just actually. Uh, oh, oh, better, gosh. better yet, cheese baby. <laughs> And it's from Ferrofloss. Everyone's blowing up the sound bites. This is what you get. This is what you get when you're on twitch.tv backslash in the middle underscore podcast instead of listening on Apple, Spotify, Dude, this is, Google Play. I love it. This is like a full minute. People of just, just interrupting. interrupting. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. Jinx, you owe me a bush. All right. Uh, no. And, and again, the video of, of freaking just uh, who was that again? That was crushing the beers. Uh, Eric Fisher. Er- Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher. So Number cool. one draft pick. Yep. By the way, I love that crap, dude. Ah. Yeah. Um, no, too cool. Um, here, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, here we go. Th- I, I'll just do this. This is for Just, because she helped us out with the raid. And Just, <laughs> I don't know if you can see what we put on here for you. <laughs> it's the oh, dancing squirrel. Yeah, and it just keeps going on. It's, it's about as long as it was before. It I love is it. blowing up my headphones. Yeah, me too. I can't hear myself talk. Oh, there I am. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I, I saw nothing but red underneath, so I hope everyone else could hear that as good as we did. If it probably not, blew everything yeah, out. If not, we'll we'll have to turn that yeah. down. <laughs> I have noticed when I go back and edit it uh, on the, the program I use now, it auto, like, pushes everything oh it auto tunes it yeah nice. well not tunes but well volumizes yeah, 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 yeah. it cool all the radio heads out there like volumize really what the damn we had a raid about? we have a chief's chant we we had the the just glad to be here squirrely crab rave yeah can tonight get any better yes i think it can, it can. i think because it can. i'm gonna talk about my epic golf weekend yeah. dude that was a Red. lot I of played golf. 54 holes of golf and it was a lot of in, golf in basically a 54 hour span that's incredible so we're gonna do that okay. um then we are going to do uh so this is another new segment um oh it's a, it's blow out the speakers loud thanks for our we're gonna do another <laughs> new segment we inter- we introduced sawdust spaces a while back where we build like a room or a building or something like that yep yep we're going to go even bigger with this idea we are going to own a professional sports franchise. The three yes. of us, we're going to put it in Kansas, in the middle, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And uh, tonight, we're doing football. So yes. we are building our own football team. We're going to name it. We're going to pick the colors. We're going to say where it's located. We're going to name our fan bases. Yep. Fight song, whatever. Ooh, we're like going to do all that stuff, okay? So um, where did where did the football team come into play? Why, why the NFL? Uh, well, so I put out a poll on like Facebook, Twitter, uh, and the various discord channels I'm in and everyone voted for football. Perfect. Um, so that's like why that. we're doing football first, but we'll do basketball down the line. We'll do yep. baseball. We'll do hockey. We'll do trap shooting, <laughs> trap shooting, <laughs> curling, <Yeah>. curling, <laughs> cornhole, cricket, yeah, cricket, cricket, cricket. <laughs> crochet, <laughs> crochet. <laughs> it's just a bunch crochet. of old ladies. That's number two. That's our oh next my one. God. Our next Dude. one's going to be crochet. Oh my Holy God. Holy crap. It's, it's gotta be. It, it actually, the most Midwestern thing you can find at a nursing home. Not, not only that, but they're also playing pinochle on the side. Oh my Lord. Yes. Please, yes. All we right. are going to build a crochet stadium. That's a whole new sport. Dude. Oh, my Lord. Professional, Professional sport. Who, who could, like, do it the fastest, and as a team, it, it all comes together to make, like, one giant, like, blanket. <laughs> like, all right, today's oh. challenge, the Mona Lisa. All right, Bethany, you got the top left corner. Okay? Merle, <laughs> Merle, get over here. My, yeah. my spool of yarn is running out. Gertrude, come on. 
<laughs> you got to get more pink in there, honey. Jeez. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. It. So, yeah, long story short, today All we're right. going to be building our own personal NFL franchise. I love and it. then topic number three, uh, we're actually going to harken back to way, 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 way back. To the uh, archives. When we talked uh, a little mental health action. So what's up, Adam Bomb, by the way, in the chat. Um, but, yeah. Guys, I'm ready to tell you all about my golf weekend. All right, let's get into topic number one. Apologies to Hannah because I know she doesn't give two craps about golf. So It'd only be 54 minutes. Just bear with us. Yeah, 54 <laughs> holes, 54 minutes, whatever. Okay, so I am going to do a little like uh, Quentin Tarantino of this where okay. I'm going to tell you about like the sides of the weekend like the the if we were building a sandwich like i'm gonna give you the bread okay and then i'm gonna save the meat for last okay? all right which is the delta moose so give me the top piece okay so friday this is a day before the delta moo we typically all play on fridays if you've been following us on our uh tic tacs talk tickers ticky talkies talkers yeah that one tick tock close the clock whatever yep um so usually we all play together on friday you were out of town. You were out of town. So I'm like, all right, well, I want to go get a practice round in because the last time. Oh, just glad to be here, Redeemed. Hey, cheers. cheers. Thank you. Yeah. So last time you, you were saying, yes. sorry. So the last time we played together, like it was the first time in a hot minute that I played better. Like I changed my I changed my grip. I changed my swing style. Yep. I recorded myself, all that sort of stuff. I love that you did that in the chat. <laughs> you just okay. You said bush me in the chat, yeah. so I throw him a beer without was, any conversation. I was gonna say, even if the Twitch people missed it, yeah. Derek types in the chat, bush me, and all of a sudden, Snipe just tosses him one on the screen. Life's little so, moments because yeah. that was a perfect throw and catch. That thing is not fizzing at all. We I'm talked about you. this last week. Yeah, yes, that's teams. perfect. Um, <laughs> So, anyways, yeah, it, it was the first time in a while that I had played good when I played with you guys last week. Yeah. So, I was like, well, I need to go see if this was a one-time thing or if if I'm back. You know, back to being my, like, January, February self where I was, like, just absolutely dominating the ball, okay? Right. So, I go on Friday, and as I'm, like, pulling up to the clubhouse to sign in, someone starts, like, waving at me. And I'm like, who is this guy? And as I get closer, I realize it's Cameron, uh, one of the farmer boys. Yep. And so the cart I use belongs to the farmer family, but I'm an extension of that family. So right. I was like, ah, oh, crap, man. Were you going to use the cart today? Like, my bad. And he's like, no, no, no. I was just going to do the driving range. I go, well, are you pressed for time? Because I'm by myself and we could just play together. And he, he like, does that thing where he's like, uh, like I'm kind of just starting out. I'm not really that good at golf. I was like, you're perfect, bro. Yeah, get in, Come dude. with me. <laughs> And, and here's here's the thing you need to know about Cameron. He just graduated high school. Dude's a like star athlete. So he, I don't care solid. that he just picked up the game of golf. I knew he was going to be pretty solid. Yeah, and he's dude. He's a solid built dude. Yeah. Like, oh he, yeah. In the, dude can outdrive me already. Like you know. Oh dude, yeah. It doesn't yeah, no surprise problem. me. He could probably outdrive me as well. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, he he's a big dude. They just an athlete that can make good connection with the ball. Right. Yeah. So so Cameron hops in the cart, and we and we we go through the round. And uh, long story short, um, I think I got like a fifty-one. He got a fifty-five or a fifty-six. So like I beat him, but again for someone just starting out, yeah. he played great. And he even had a blow-up hole where he, you know, maxed maxed at ten. So it's yep. like without that, he and I would have actually had a very competitive day. Um, so it was a lot of fun for me, but the best part was 
is I don't know if you guys remember the last time we played. Uh, I was not there for hole one because I right. was running late. Yep. So I played two balls on hole one. Here's the best part. One ball, I like. I played that hole better than I've ever played it. I got a par. What? I know. A par on hole one. The other one, Dude, I got a double tough. bogey, which is my normal amount. Right. Right. So I told myself, I was like, okay, which one do I want to use as my like <laughs> my my whole one from the last time right well here's the best part sipe you got i think a 45 Derek, you got a 50 with my four sipe you would have beaten me by like one actually oh, no damn. you had a you had like a 46 or a 47 so you would have beaten me by one i would have you know beaten Derek in that sense yep with my six I still beat Derek by one. So I was just like, oh, I'm putting the six down here because I still beat Derek. I still I still a sub 50 because it would it would have been a 49. So right. either way, I'm hitting in the high 40s. Yep. Awesome day of golf. Yep. I don't know if you guys remember that, but I, I played way better that day. And granted, it mulligans and a couple right. foot wedges here and there, yep. you know, whatever. But either way, high 40s. So then, like, even with that par, um, going into hole nine, I was sitting to hit another high 40s um and then it was just one of those where like i shanked it into the trees and then i caught a branch and then i had to punch at like right everything just kind of snowballed the hole itself was fine but i ended up with an eight so i got like a 51 when i really probably could have gotten a a five or a six right yep so yep. it was fine so played that with cameron that's why you guys didn't get your um our one hole, video or one whole vlog yeah, the vlog. One, yeah because i yeah. had someone else with me he he's brand new to the game probably would not have liked me to record him. he um, had a cameraman the whole time yeah. he didn't use him what the heck is he doing he here? hey it's fine high schooler that just graduated like you well, know was, how to run I a was camera cameron could be a part of it but like it, it doesn't matter yeah, so it's all right okay so that's friday we're going to skip over Saturday. We're going to fast forward to but, Sunday. Baton was dropped, by the way. I'm just saying. Whatever. I passed the baton. He Y'all had it. There was, there was a verbal. Like Dude, there's only <laughs> nine holes on this course. We got to stretch this out while we can. Okay? We need w nine one-hole vlogs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. One of them's going to be in December. And, and technically, we'll be able to get like three because of different tee boxes. True. Like three extra yeah, ones. Yeah, true. But, mm. Very true. So Anyway, sorry. It, right. So fast forward to Sunday. First and foremost, I meet TJ and Nick at the queue. I don't know if you guys have been On to the Friday queue night? in a while. No, no, no. This is Sunday. Oh, Sunday. Lunch. Oh, Sunday second, for lunch. Second and a half of yep. bread. This is the, yes. the bottom side of the bread. Yes. So okay. top is done. Had a great practice round. Got a great new playing partner, even though he's about to go off to college. Okay. So now we're going to the bottom bread. Bottom slice of bread. Okay. Okay. Go to the queue. Smash myself a queue burger with some chili cheese fries. Oh, no. <sighs> Wait a delightful. minute, did you play before going to the queue or no. all after? No, this is all after. So you start your day of golf with a massive queue burger? Yes, a massive greasy queue burger. Oh. And here's the best part is I was running late, so TJ just placed the order for me. They asked him half or full on the fries. Full. He wasn't sure, so he full. just went full. <laughs> I usually get a half. And again, mind you, these are chili cheese fries with that, like the beans and everything else. That was a tactic, Dude, absolute. But I crushed it, bro. 
It was so good. And here's the best part is is both TJ and Nick, like we we were all kind of talking together, but they were just like, dude, like you're gonna have problems later yeah. on the course. And I'm like, nah, bro, like this will fuel me through these twenty seven holes of golf because right. that's what was ahead of me. And then you had flashbacks to the John Rom uh, video of can we have shitters on every hole? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> just last week. <laughs> so no, so here's the best part. So we go over to Ellis. Um great little nine hole course similar to Russell. I still um, have not played that, so I'm, I'm okay, ready. We'll we'll go soon because yep. number one, it's cheap, but number two, there's so much elevation change there, which oh, is dude. weird. It's in the middle of town. Like you know the town has like that weird, like yeah. steep slope. Down the to golf the course creek. is built on that slope. So dude. like everything is either really uphill, really downhill. Like it's a lot of fun. Isn't it Buffalo grass too? I believe so. Next, like Buffalo with a little bit of fescue. Next Friday, maybe. Sure. Or one of the upcoming Fridays. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll plan on it. All right. Yeah. Um, but so we go. And so we had a tea time at Smokey at 4. And we get to Ellis. Oh, okay. And it's about uh, like one one thirty. So Ooh. Nick's idea was, hey, what if we do like a three-man scramble style? That way Perfect. we're not like running into stuff. Yep. Well, this also kind of worked out because TJ the night before apparently got really drunk and like sprained his ankle. <laughs> so he wasn't really in a position to like play a whole bunch of golf tj what the hell are you doing dude? i know well I mean, it, we're not in college anymore it it happens <laughs> let's be honest uh so tj did not even play off the tee box like he just chipped and putted that day Damn. Um, and like maybe like 100 yards and in Damn. um so he barely even played but nick and i so essentially on like a two-man scramble on nine holes we went like minus three hey it's not bad and there wasn't anything major to take away from that other than two things number one the three of us got through that in like an hour and 15 minutes damn for, for nine holes yeah it was crazy <laughs> how, really how quick we were moving um, but then the funniest part was, is there's one hole where there's houses lined up on the side. <laughs> well, actually, there's multiple holes, but like these houses are like right fricking there. Okay. So broken windows have got to be a distinct possibility. And you know me with my driver. I'm shanking him to the yeah. right. So was I'm like, on the right or left? Houses on the right. Oh, so shit. I'm safe. You would be <laughs> yeah, fine. Yes. Good. You would be fine, Derek, with your snap hook. But so I. And and anytime we had one of these, because another one like you're crossing a road, um, so like you have a little bit more leeway. Yep. Um, but on this particular hole, I was like, I am pulling out my five wood because I do not want to go right. And so I hit this thing, and it's like tracking straight, like a little bit going to the right, and it catches the cart path, and like <laughs> I lose it, but I was just like, damn it, like because just the way it was tracking, I'm like, this thing's going right to the right. So we're driving up, and like I'm kind of looking on the right side of the cart path for my ball. And as we pull up to this house, and none of these houses have fences either. So like it's all exposed backyard. Yep. And my ball, like imagine like if this is like a window. Okay. And you got like the little like concrete like window seal. Yeah, my ball is sitting perfectly nicely on the window seal on the bottom of the window. Yes. Yeah, so like basically it bounced up and then just came to a rest on the window sill because the window itself was fine. Did not break it. Play as it lies. But I, <laughs> I did not do that. I did pull it away. I took a, you know, drop, so to speak. But right. again, it was a, it was a scramble. So we use Nick's ball anyways. Right. Um, but it was just really funny because I was like, I literally came as close to breaking a window as huge. Possible, because it was sitting oh, up man. against the window. That's awesome. But it was fine. 
That's, so that's cool. Yeah, it was great. Um, so we played in Ellis, and then we went to Smoky Hill, which uh, for those of you who don't know, Smoky Hill is the Hayes, Kansas Country Club. Hayes, America. It is a fantastic course. I've walked it many times uh, watching like high school golf tournaments and things yep. like that. And I have been so excited to play this course for a long, long time. And we get there, and it, it, this was another thing I left out. Ellis, the first hole, maybe two, like the sun was out, like it was kind of starting to get a little hot, and then out of nowhere, just cloud cover. Oh, beautiful. And so like the temperature was great. We get to Smoky, first two holes, like that cloud cover's still there, and I think once we got to hole like four or five, there was a legitimate like drastic drop in temperature. Yep. And the wind picked up really hard. So like a cold front literally came in and hit. Oh, beautiful. Um, so even though the wind picked up, like it was gorgeous outside. Yes. Um, and one of the best parts about Smokey is there's so many trees everywhere. It blocks that, a lot of it. Yeah. Well, it cuts the wind. Yeah. Like you're still in the middle of Kansas. Like you're going to get wind regardless. Yep. But it's more so like... Yeah, there's a swirl of wind here or a swirl of wind there, but like it's not like in Russell where, yep, it is 40 mile an hour wind and you can feel it the entire time. It's right in your face. Right. Especially on eight when no. the wind's coming over the water. Yes. Like yes. So um, nothing major to talk about at Smokey. Again, we did a scramble style, and I think for 18, we finished minus two, which this is a hard course. So the fact that, again, TJ really wasn't hitting t-shots or anything right. like that so the fact that nick and i essentially went minus two on a very difficult course i was pretty proud of that yeah no kidding um but the uh three things i want to notate from this number one i believe it's hole 13 after your initial drive you then have a very long like it's a par five you have a very long shot that goes like over water so depending on where yep. your drive lands you either have to lay up otherwise you're going in the water or, yeah, you have to drive the water. And um, my first shot, full disclosure, I tried to kill the ball, ended up topping it, you know, type of a thing. Um, but I was like, well, it, like, I'll use a mental health shot. It'll be fine. I drop my second ball, right? And I pull out my five wood. And I hit the most pure five wood I've ever hit. And that thing sailed not only over the water, but there's also a bunch of water on the right. There's a bunch of trees on the left and a bunker right in front of the hole. And I landed this thing like 25 yards in front of the bunker with a perfect like up and down shot Damn. Like, to the green. Damn. And it was like a 200 yard like five wood. It felt Damn. good. No shit, And like dude. dead straight, like all like it was nice. It was one of those shots where like think of it almost like hole one or hole nine. Like you're going over water. Yep. But like hole one you really won't go over the water if you're sitting at the top of the ridge like yep. it's a dangerous thing to do that's essentially what i did but i went for it and i smoked it i have one shot that comes to mind best shot i've ever hit with my four hybrid ever in my life in haze at the fort and it was on, i think it's either i think it's on 10 right after the turn and i hit a 205 yard uh shot into the green landed on the green like 10 foot Hell yeah. Dude, it flew straight. The, the straightest my four hybrid has ever flown, and it was high. And, like, 205 is a monster four wood or See, four hybrid. and my five was one of those that, like, it was it started low and then, and like, did that raised, steady oh, rise. Oh, dude. It was sexy yeah. as shit, bro. 
like you will play golf now for the rest of your life trying to recreate that one I shot know, yeah, and, and you will never get it no it was it was a sick shot but you're hooked now you're done yeah it was good um so then uh this is about like whole like 15 um nick starts telling us about this tournament he's ever been part of and i was curious if you two have ever done something like this so basically it's a scramble but each player gets an opportunity to throw their ball no for so like say for example you you land in the sand but that happens to be your best shot that'll come back here in a little bit say you land in the sand that happens to be your best shot you can go pick your ball up in the sand and like it's a free stroke essentially and you can try to like toss it up like beer pong style onto the green and try to like put it into the cup right damn and everybody gets one per nine so it's like mulligans right all right so Nick's telling us about this tournament where you get to do that. He's like, yeah, like typically we do it to save ourselves on, you know, a bad group shot or, you know, we use it almost like a mulligan if we have a very like long distance putt for, you know, to try to save par or something like that. Like we'll try to get us a closer putt. And he's like, but what's really funny is a lot of these people will be, you know, we'll be like 75, 80 yards out from like a hole. And they want to go for like an eagle opportunity or something Dude, like that. Dude, yeah, that's how so I was thinking about it. So they take their ball and they chuck it. And he's like, "When's the last time you guys have ever thrown a ball?" And I'm like, "I mean, I play catch with my son, but I guess I don't like try to eat it anymore. But actually, throw it. Yeah. Yes, but I he's like, he's like, I." can guarantee you you cannot throw it as far as you think you can yeah see, and so we're standing on this tee box and the ladies tee box you know it, let's just say it's 75 to 100 yards in front of us yep. but looking at it percep like perception wise yep. it doesn't look that far yep. it really doesn't and Gigi's like oh i can definitely get past the ladies box <laughs> and nick looks at him he goes i bet you don't even get halfway there and Gigi's like oh yeah okay <laughs> and so he winds up unloads the ball <laughs> A third of the way there, dude. Like, and that's the other thing. It. Like, trying to so throw then a I'm golf like, ball. Okay, well, right. now I need yeah. to see because I knew TJ was injured and stuff, but right. I've never had a big arm, hence why I also don't have big drive. So I was right. like, well, let me see if I can at least get close to TJ. Guys, I did like the whole like three step, the like, crow hop, <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> yeah, crow hop, all that sort of stuff. TJ still beat me by probably a good <laughs> twenty yards. Yeah, right. Well, and it's not a baseball either. Like, it doesn't have any mass. Mm-hmm. To where you can actually like get a good whip on it. Well, they're right. designed to compress and right. It's shoot. a and it's a tiny little ball. Yes. Like yeah. And so that's what was so funny is that led into a conversation of look like yeah when you were younger and you're playing baseball or you're playing football or whatever like you just don't realize as you age the amount of flexibility you lose, the amount of strength that you lose, like all this sort of stuff. And so Nick's telling us like all these stories because he's done this tournament multiple times and he's like. I've been in these tournaments where I have a guy who, like, he was, like, the high school all-star baseball pitcher, and I, like, yeet one over some trees to, like, give us a better lie or something, and then he's like, oh, I can get farther than that, and then, like... Throws he, out his like, shoulder. Well, no, it's <laughs> not even that, but, like, it's one of those things where, like, literally, like, his arm, like, his arm doesn't even function the same right. way, and the ball dribbles 10 <laughs> feet in front of him, because it's just, he doesn't have the same mechanics that mm-hmm. he used to, and it just served as a reminder to me as to why golf is so great Yes, is because you can play it at 18, like a Cameron farmer. Yep. Or you can play it at 95, you know? Yep. Like I'm going to. And everyone can still play. You can't yeet 
a baseball or a football <laughs> or whatever, you know, without risk of throwing out your shoulder and stuff. Serious injury yeah. and rehab. No, like you can't do it. So, yeah. um, so that was just a really funny moment of just like, man, yeah, we are all all old and weak. <laughs> but the the featured hole, of course, I mean, and there's multiple featured holes at Smoky, but the featured hole is hole 18 naturally. So it's a par three, like 120 yards over water, but there's these two giant trees that overlook the hole. Yep. So if you go right, you go le- like you have to hit this thing dead straight. Yep. You have to get it far enough, obviously, to clear the water. And even if you hit it short, it's a steep downhill that will basically carry into the water. So yep. like you have one shot and one shot only to hit this thing. And I've watched plenty of high schoolers play. They're hitting trees. They're dropping it in the water. All this sort of stuff. And because of the wind, I'm thinking nine iron. Oh, but then, nine off the tee. Yeah, nine Ooh. off the tee. And I even pulled out my bag, and I walk up, and I look at it, and I'm like, man, it just looks so far away, but I know it's 120. And that's my pitching wedge, and old trusty pitch. So I'm like, nope. And I put my club back in, and I pull out the pitching wedge. And TJ did want to try it, so he went first, and he, like, topped it or something. His ball somehow stayed out of the water. Like, it was, it was great. Right. But he topped it, um, and then I went up to hit it. I dropped that thing 10 feet from the pin, boys. Ooh, it baby. was dead straight, like, perfect arc, and that thing hit. And, of course, the greens were really soft because they had rained. It hit. It left a big old fat divot. And it dribbled, you know, a couple inches beyond that, and then it just sat there. Yep. I did miss my birdie putt. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but even Nick, because, again, we were scrambling, even Nick didn't hit the perfect shot, and his landed, like, on the left side of the green, like, in the rough. Damn. So, like, we used my shot there or whatever, um, and we finished mine too. So, it was a great time. Smokey is awesome. Uh, I probably won't play that anytime soon because it was a $75 round. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. But I said, look, I always wanted to play this course. I'm yep. going to do it so I can say I did. And and even Nick, like even though we scrambled, I basically played my own ball the whole time with the exception of like, obviously his tee shots were always better than mine because right. he can just out drive me. But I was essentially playing like, his ball and then my own ball oh, is how good. I played. Yep. So it was a lot of fun. Um, would you, you played 18. Um, yeah, minus two, I think you, is what we do shot. Do you think personally you would have scored uh, 105, 110? B- below 110? Um, Because this is a tough course. I know that. Yeah. Um, I played really well. I yeah. did. So. Yeah, I'd probably say about 110 because I've never broken 100, but I – and I think that was part of the thing with with just the whole weekend is I've almost established a new, like, confidence in myself that yep. even when I have, like, you know, I missed the ball, I know it's because I lifted my head. Yep. So I'll take even just a mental health shot and I pipe that thing perfectly. And it's like, yes, I can do this when I just – focus on the fundamentals exactly yep yeah now and that's that's been one part of my game that i've i've i feel like i'm matured a lot over the last year um and, and it's just like being more consistent and taking those stupid strokes out of my game like yes. the missed chips mm-hmm. or 
the the putts that you miss from three feet, unless you watch the TikTok video that we posted <laughs> last. Uh, I missed three, three or two of them that were within four feet. But um, yes. okay. there's there's still those times. But I I feel like I've lost a lot of those extra strokes out of my game, which right. has helped. So I know I'm talking a lot, and it's a lot of golf talk, which is the benefit of the podcast is you can skip ahead. Yeah, fast um, forward right if, now if you don't like any of that stuff. <laughs> So here's the meat portion, and I won't even try to like make this take long because even that, you know, the the two breads took longer than I was anticipating. Here's the Delta Moo tournament. Okay? Yes, Delta we're, Mew. We're just, we're just <laughs> no. I'm gonna say Moo because it's funner. Uh, we talked about this last week. It's Delta Moo for me. Kansas has cows. Go ahead. You might even see this come back with our football team later. Ooh. <laughs> the Kansas cows. Um, <laughs> Okay, so we got the Delta Moo, right? Mew. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mew yep. sounds like I'm a kitten. Go Mew. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> we have the Delta Moo. I pull up. I pull up, and I, uh, so I had to like Katie had to go early, so I have all my kids with me. So oh, I'm already shit. like a stress case of right. like I gotta yep. get the kids in. I gotta get to TJ. I gotta get the team shirt and the team hat, which I'm wearing today. We got the new black. Yeah, I hat like that with the lot. gold. Oh, dude, you should see the polos, bro. I saw them. <laughs> they're they hot. beautiful. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, so I pull up. TJ and Nick are by their truck. I get my gear on. I take the kids in. You know, we get registered, and I'm like, I'm not going to the driving range because right. that's what screwed up everything in the first place. I've had two great rounds of golf on this course. <laughs> no, yep. like everyone else can do it. I am not, and. I go over to Katie, and my biggest stressor was who's going to be our playing partners, like right, team wise, yeah, yep. because we're used to you and your family. Yep. And so I go over, and I'm like, "Hey, do you know who our partners are?" She goes, "I don't, but I've been assured like y- you guys are golden. Like you got a good group. <laughs> You're not like, going to be with the, the, like, the guys okay. going out to win the tournament. Yeah, not not the hardos. <laughs> um, so then I get like our scorecard." And the big joke, even among all the sorority sisters, is like perks of sleeping with the register, like gal. <laughs> we're group hole one, group B. Nice. So I got to start on hole one for the second year in a row. Yep. I don't know if you remember, our wives gave us that last Yep, year. that was awesome. So Hole uh, one, playing the course as it, it, it should is. be is so much easier. It's, yes. It, well, and then on top of that, when you're halfway done, you get your sandwich in the clubhouse. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you've... you've which is the time you need to get it is for the turn. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it was perfect. Although I have had really good luck starting a whole five. I think I've always started on hole two or three. So I'm freaking starving. See, and I'm usually, I feel like I'm usually five, six or seven is where I start. Five. As far as the course goes, I love starting on five, but that's personal. We'll talk about that at a later time. So, um, here's the thing is, so I go over to my cart, and I'm kind of getting things ready. And then this guy comes over and he's just like, hey, like, I think we're paired with you. And I'm like, oh, hey, like, my name is Mark. What's your name? He's like, oh, it's Daniel, whatever. And this this is how I knew it was going to be a good day is before I could even go into my like, hey, by the way, I don't know if you guys take things seriously, you know, shtick. Is he's like, hey, just so you know, none of us really play that much. And we're not <laughs> yes. that good. And I was just like. Yeah. Perfect. Here we go. And I go, just so you know, even though we look like a bunch of tryhards, because <laughs> we're all wearing the same exact outfit, right. I was like, we look hard and we drink hard. And he's like, oh, that's perfect. You know? So like so perfect sure enough, match. 
So every so the rules get underway and all that sort of stuff. We go to the tea box, and because we're Group B, we get to like wait. So we all like introduce ourselves to the other team. It's Daniel, Matt, Nick, and Riley was like their group, um, and they're all guys kind of like our age. You you would probably I know think some I of know, them. Yeah. Okay. Um, Two or if not all four of them. Right. Well, I think Daniel and Nick said they knew me already, and I was just like, well, I don't really remember you guys unless i hang out with you so my bad but but no so the vibes were good we'll drop last names after the sure the show yeah. um i'm pretty sure i know the exact team that you're the, with the, bo- the boys and i did uh the cheers to yep, you and, yep. and to buddy we and i appreciate that. that um and really uh cool. it commenced the tournament um that way and so let's go into it you ready yep okay hole one we knew it was going to be a good day because because like Nick pipes a drive down the center because of course he does. We're like yeah, 120 yards out. Uh, Damn, I, I pitch it up really well. Um, uh, we're basically sitting in line to put it close to at least get a par or hey, if something lucky happens, we get a birdie, right? Yep. So for some reason, I don't know why, because it was the only hole we did this. Like I went first on the putt because I was just confident, like like feeling it in that yeah, moment. Yeah, let's just get because it the other group struggled right off the bat. Like oh, hole man, one, man. they got a bogey on. Oh um, yeah. So like, so I think I was just feeling myself in that moment, and I like did the putt. It barely missed, but I was close enough for a par. Like give me par. So it's like, all right, worst case scenario, we got a par. So Alan goes and TJ goes. Nick comes up and 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 we're barely off the green, mind you. Oh, okay. So Nick comes up and I believe, if I remember correctly, he Texas wedged it, puts it in the cup. So no like way. we're just like ah! <laughs> like lose our minds immediately <laughs> because one. we essentially chipped in a birdie right on hole one. Yep. Good so we're start like the tournament. This is gonna be good. We're going eighteen, baby. <laughs> yeah, Below. eighteen under. Exactly. <laughs> Hole two. We all so. And here's the other part: is like last year, I did not go off the tee box unless absolutely necessary. So yep. like, I would literally drop my ball, tap it with my driver, and I'd be like, "Ah, oh, darn it! Looks like we're using Nick's ball." <laughs> like, See, what you don't even have to do, but I like the. I do it for the uh, officialness of it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Like yep, yep. all four guys have to take a shot. Type yep, of a thing. Yep. Um. So hole two, Allen pipes one, and he's in the fairway, like way up on that ridge uh, by like where the creek's going to cross. Oh, yeah. Um, like he's literally a foot from the rough. Oh, like dude. If, yeah, yeah put it perfect. Yep. Nick, however, almost shanked his a little bit, but we saw it bounce on the opposite side of the creek. Oh, dude. So here's the funniest part, and... Full rule breaking thing, so Delta Mood don't kill me. But they apparently, so Alan and I, first we went to go look for my ball because I had hit it like kind of in the thick shit and we ended up finding it. Apparently, while we did that, Nick and TJ went and picked up Alan's ball because they just assumed uh, we were going to use Nick's. Yeah. But problem was, is we couldn't find Nick's ball. Yep. So then it's like, well, crap. Alan had the second best shot. Yeah, but in those those types of situations, you can find the cart tracks. You know, yeah, pretty close. Like, yeah. and and if you if the other team like, knows you're not cheating, like yeah. if the other team knows you're not mm. making your lie better. Like, if yeah. anything, you probably went back maybe a foot or two or three behind where he actually hit. Yeah. Like, it, it's in all in the sport of the game. And if if you trust the 
people you're playing with, then it's no big deal. Right. So long story short, it's a we, charity tournament for we, God's sake. Exactly. To get a par on that hole, we actually all played really bad on that hole. So it was a good like humble check afterwards. Yep. So then hole three, and I'm not gonna do all 18 holes. Anybody listening, like I, these are highlight moments from from the tournament. Just ha- so happens to be one through nine. <laughs> no, 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 no. One, one through like and five. Then nine through eight. Okay. No, one through five. So hole three. Here, here was the best part about hole three is so I get up because like again I know we're not gonna probably use my stuff even though it's a uh, it's a par three. I get up to hole three. Alan stand behind me. TJ and Nick are kind of by the cart. The other teams kind of getting ready for their shot. So I put my ball down, you know, one, two practice swings. And I'm like, all right, here we go. And I go to crush it and I like keep my head down, but I knew I shanked it like I could just feel it. Yep. And I even heard it like go off to my right into the big giant tree that's right there. Yep. I know. <laughs> right. I know this feeling. And I turn around. I'm like, hey, Alan, where'd my ball go? And he's like, uh, and I was like, were you not watching? Like the whole purpose of having a team is so I don't have to watch my ball and I can keep my head down. I go, where did it go? He's like, I don't know. All I know is you went through this tree because I just heard all the like stuff. So that now, way. Yeah. So I'm really annoyed. Well then, so after everyone else takes their shots, like we get in the cart to go and Alan like reaches over on his side of the cart, like, and, and I didn't even see anything. But he pulls up, and it's just, like, one quarter of the shell of my ball. And then as we drive further, I'm like, oh, wait, there it is. And I pick it up. It's another quarter. I apparently disintegrated my ball onto this tree. What? <laughs> yeah. So here's the other funny part. Normally, ball from fucking, like, 1972? <laughs> no. What is this thing? Here's the funny part is because we were a scramble tournament this day, and I knew I was not going off the tee box, you know what I did? I pulled out all of my red balls to use. Dude, I saw I've this ball never, yesterday. That I've never used. I've never used these balls in my life. Holy crap. And and I used that ball through hole one. I used that ball through hole two. And then on hole three, it exploded. Wow. <laughs> Brand I saw, new ball. I saw a quarter of your ball yeah. the other day on, on hole <laughs> That's three. That's my ball. Yesterday. From morning. the Delta Mu. Yesterday afternoon, I saw your quarter of your the shell of your ball and i was like yes. yeah i must have got hit by a mower mm-hmm. no big deal nope mark, that was me mark, smacking a tree mark just sandlotted <laughs> they cover off of that golf I ball did. holy crap and hey Perfect. if that was an omen it worked yeah and we'll get to that okay so hole four Nothing special on the whole other than the fact that similar to last year, and I don't know why it always is, but the beer cart happened to be hanging out by the green. Yes. And we were up there with a chance for birdie. Yes. And of course, the putt master himself sunk it from Damn. like 12 feet. All right. You know, bow shooter. You know, one <laughs> yep. of those. Yep. Good, uh, Sadie was actually in the golf cart. So she's like, Hell you guys yeah. having a good round? I was like, fuck yeah, we're having yeah. a good round. I'm averaging a beer per hole. <laughs> and she's like, are you serious? What hole did you start on? I go, hole one. one. And she's like, you're four beers deep. I'm like, oh, yeah, plus two birdie juices. <laughs> or as we like to now call them, BJs on the course. Ooh. Someone give me a BJ. Put it in your mouth. Know what I'm saying? I like that a Kay. lot, I think. So that's hole four. Hole five. <laughs> We get a par. However, here was the funny thing that happened on hole five. This was, So I even called Alan this morning to say, hey, what do you want me to talk about on the podcast? And he mentioned two things, this being one of them. <laughs> he, 
at one point in time, we have essentially a, yeah, like a hundred some odd yard shot. And Allen pulls out his club and he does like a little like half swing. And this ball shot like a rocket. And we were like, what the fuck just happened? And Alan like is kind of like looking at his club, like what did just happen? That was really weird. Six instead of the nine. I yes, that. that's yep. exactly. I knew it. I knew so, it. I knew it. So we're so again, we're like Alan. We are in a scramble. We are not in a hurry. <laughs> right. We we would really appreciate it if you would at least use the proper club. Just look at your club, <laughs> like, dude. Dude. Like, so yeah, Alan pulled out a six and shot this thing two hundred yards. I'm gonna have on to like half swing. I'm gonna have to like fingernail paint red on the six for him. Yeah, like oh <laughs> like, my god, nope, wrong club. So yeah, he absolutely destroyed this ball from a hundred yards. That's hilarious. I, I mean, it's probably in the in the road. Like, <laughs> again, we're on a hole five, and I'm pretty sure this dude yep. cleared two fairways because yep, yep. we were on the left side. And, yeah, it was bad. Okay, so we're gonna move forward a little bit. Um, we get a standard birdie on hole nine, so we go okay. into the clubhouse. Uh, three under three, right? Okay, yeah, three, three under. under. Yep. Um, we get dope, 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 dope ham wrap in the, in the clubhouse. Like that thing, just like made... <laughs> oh, food, food. All right. Yes. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, hold on. No. <laughs> it was everything we needed because, like, we were feeling good, but we were like, we need some sustenance. You're right? on the verge of almost yeah. being uh, of like two. getting exhausted yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and of course i'm nine beers d plus three birdie juices in right yep. and so i'm feeling loosey-goosey at yeah this you gotta get some food to slow that it, that down a little bit precisely okay here comes my best hole of the tournament okay hole 10 like nick once again pipes a drive and here's here here's a recurring theme too of the tournament anytime because alan like the reason he's on the team is because he's got big dick drives. Right. That's what we call him. Yep. Okay. Anytime he would actually put one like straight or in a position where we could use it, it was almost like he was challenging Nick's. Nick. <laughs> yeah. Nick's because like, Nick would Nick would outdrive him anywhere from five to twenty yards. Damn. And so poor Alan is just like oh. like, man, I just want to use one of my balls. <laughs> But in a weird way, we were also just like, no, Alan, keep doing this yeah. because it means that Nick's going to keep doing yep. this. Because he, he didn't does... do that last year. Right. If you remember. Like, and, and a no, lot of Nick pressure. struggled last year. Well, yeah. and a lot of pressure was on Nick because Alan's drives weren't on. And so, like, every Correct. time he got up, Nick, like, oh, I felt bad for him. Because he was like, dude, I, I have never not dr- driven the ball this piss poorly mm-hmm. in, like, years. Yeah. <laughs> also, because uh, I mentioned the Ellis weather. Yeah. Golf course, same thing for for the Delta move. For first, first like two three holes, sun was out. Whatever, like there was literally a bunch of clouds, and then just one spot where the sun was, and then as soon as the clouds shifted, perfect weather oh, the rest of the way. I missed it. It was awesome. Um, okay, so hole ten, Nick hits a drive. Um, literally as far as the first hole. Oh, even damn. though we're like twenty yards back further, so we're hundred and twenty out. And then who comes down the cart path but my wife and kids in the beer cart? Oh yeah, right. And they're just like, "You boys need beer," and I'm like, "I got plenty in the cart," you know. Like, and and my kids come running over, and like even Jack's like trying to grab my club. He wants to hit the ball, so I'm yeah. like, "All right, like here, here you go. Like I'll hit that one. Doesn't count. That one doesn't count. <laughs> right. Not an official team member. All this sort of stuff. So I'm like, "All right, kids, like go run back to mom." Right. 
and and like uh nick had taken or uh tj had taken his shot he i think duffed it um alan put his on the right and even nick mishit his uh onto the left so like it was down to me i didn't realize it was down to me at this point um but so i i roll up i get my pitching wedge again 120 yep my wife and kids are about 50 yards like if if i'm standing lined up on my ball they are directly in front of me kind of like derek is on the producer cam damn and i come back and i swing through and i land that sucker three feet from the fucking pin what and i i just look back at my family and I'm like, did you fucking say that and i start I like i start like humping the air and like doing all this and like what? no one knew what was happening but like again i was so just litty city at this point and i'm i'm just like let's go I'm like losing my mind and, and even katie like kind of looks over her shoulder in the cart path and she sees my ball she was like damn nice shopping <laughs> you're getting late tonight <laughs> So, like, that was my big moment is, like, in front of, you know, Everybody. God, my wife, my kids. <laughs> like, I I hit the most hero shot I could have hit without actually putting it in the hole. Um, so, we birdie. So, now back-to-back birdies on 9 and 10. Yep. I like that. And then, you know, it, it was the story of our tournament last year where we were just constantly putting the ball too far away for a yep. birdie putt. Yep. And every single putt, every single chip, like if we weren't even on the green, we would drop right next to the hole. They yep. just weren't sinking. Yep. And so like we were just par, 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 par. And all of these could have been birdies if we were just a little bit more accurate on our approach shots. Yep. Um, so anyways, skipping ahead to hole 13. So we're back on technically four, the par five. Yep, yep. This was this was Alan's moment. So everyone had a moment. Nick had the chip in on hole one. I had the hero shot on hole ten, and then Alan. So Nick hits a drive uh, again, a little bit further than Alan. Alan hit the shit out of his drive, and so last year Nick did the little trick of like fluffing it up and hitting yeah, the driver the, the off tea, the deck. You know, yeah. right? Grass tee, right? But we were in the fairway. Oh, it was real short. Yeah, yep. so we're in the fairway. So Nick's like pulling out like an iron or something. And I made the comment of like, man, I wish one of you would have landed in the rough so Nick could have pulled out the the driver. Right. And so Alan's got like his five wooders, three wood or something like that. And um, again, I don't know why, but Alan went last here. It was one of those things where like whoever went last had the magical shot. Just pulled some out of their ass. Well, and I think here's why is because Alan had the three and he was raised like and TJ made the comment essentially of like, fuck it, Alan, pull out the driver, go off the deck. Like Nick did it last year. You should do it this year. So I was like, all right, like walks back to his cart. So everyone else takes their shot. I did a five and even my five wood was great, but like. Of course, Nick outdrove me. So Alan, in the fairway, pulls out his driver. He tattoos this ball. I have never seen a ball get screaming, like just, it broke the sound barrier. (laughs) Like you just heard this pop, like a hundred yards down the fair. I mean, he hit the shit out of it. Put us right on the right side of the green for like an eagle op. Damn. Right? Damn. And then, of course, like all of us essentially duff our chips <sighs> and then we chip on close enough for like a, a gimme par. Right. But, you know, like so we end up with a par despite Alan's hero shot that puts in position to get an eagle. But like, again, off the deck, he had to have hit this thing 275. Damn. It was ridiculous. Damn. 
yeah, yeah no that's, it was that's nuts. a damn good shot so yeah that was allen's um so then skipping all the way ahead to hole 16 which would be seven on the front yep, nine, okay yep. um we again we're just kind of not playing up to standards like and and despite my amount of alcohol drinking i'm still doing okay um in terms of my shots and stuff hashtag it, we, winning it, honestly it, i would say if we used 60 percent of nick's shots we then used about like 25 percent of mine and then like damn. tj and alan split the other like five percent damn like it was pretty ri- right. ridiculous or whatever the math is yeah this is close like it's close enough yeah like it's, it's, it was hayes like kansas i was i was on my game boys <laughs> So, anyways, small town Kansas math. It's so good. we, so so we're on hole seven. Um, yeah, big drive, and then for our approach shot, we our our best available ball was sitting like on the right side of the green in the rough. Oh, miss the green. And so we right, so we all chip on, and again we we chip it close enough for a gimme par. Right. And then TJ walks up, and and here is the funniest part: is literally right before this hole started, maybe even the hole before, he was apologizing because, and there's always something with TJ. Let's be honest, but <laughs> he's apologizing for his bad play. But he's like, you know, I I've, I've been taking some lessons. I got this, you know, this new grip I'm working with, this new swing pad, and yeah, he was topping everything. Yep. Like it, like it was like me last year. Yep. Um, after like hole five, like yep. I couldn't hit a single shot. TJ had some good, again, chips and stuff, but everything else, awful, yep. right? And I told him, I said, TJ, you were like me last year. You're going to make the one shot that just saves <laughs> our round and puts us in the money, right? right? I said this verbatim to him right before 10 minutes earlier, oh. and we're on hole 13. 16. We all, or yeah, 16. We're on hole 16. And TJ walks up with this chip, and he he puts it up, and it drops, and it starts moving because the hole was in like that one weird location where the ball like trickles like really oh, hard yep, left. Yep, okay. yep, yep. And the ball lands, and it's going, and it's really slow, but it's like going and going, and we're like, no way, no way, no way. And it even did like the little Tiger Woods, like where oh, it just sat, and, and then it just boop, fell, and it just fell, and we're like, ah! like lost our minds. <laughs> so TJ has his moment, right? So all four of us at this point have had our moment on the course. Yep. And then we bogeyed. Oh, <laughs> on hole 17. 17. A par three with a four man? Yes. Damn. And here's why. Okay. Shit. Here is why. Is that wind we coming all, across there? Yeah. The, the wind. Uh, well, no, the wind wasn't that bad. But no. um, Alan and TJ both put theirs in the water. And mine... Um, like mine was tracking well, yep. but then it turned and then it just took a bad bounce and went into the water. So it was all on Nick, it, which like we referenced from yep. last year, like all the pressure was on Nick puts it in the sand. And my one joke was, and you guys know this, I never play out of the sand because my, <laughs> nope. because my thing is, is if I'm practice. ever, if I'm ever in a scramble, we will never play out of the sand. <laughs> so naturally we land in the sand. <laughs> Scenario one in a million. Yes. Here it is. <laughs> and uh, needless to say, I did not get out of the same. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, and our, yeah, like we barely got out of it, but um, then we had to chip it close to get a gimme bogey, but oh, none of us man. could put it in for par. Yeah. Um, so again, we were just not putting ourselves in position. Yep. So then hole 18, we end with a par. 
Um, so we finished. Uh, actually, I have my scorecard here. That'd be four. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. we finished four under. We got a thirty-five on the back nine, thirty-three on the front nine. Okay. But the story's not over because here was one of the coolest parts, and I referenced it earlier. Hey, we're not that good at golf. Right. And we prefer us. We're like, look, we like to drink, we like to party, we like to have fun, and. This team, I got to give them credit. They're fucking gunslingers because they, and I know I'm going long, but you you went long for, oh, your, I did. I for did. the first I two. Did. So here's the deal. They are gunslingers because, have you guys ever played Golf Clash on your phone? Have you ever played that no. mobile game? Okay. No. Anyone who's ever played Golf Clash listening to this, you'll know what I'm talking about. Where like you have the better clubs, you have the better shots, all this sort of stuff. All your balls are 300 yards dead center of the fairway and this guy like shanks it into the bunker. But then for some reason, like hero shot onto the green and then like they have a 50 foot putt to your like two foot putt and somehow they sink it and like you tie and then you go to overtime and then they happen to hit it closer to the pin (laughs) and they win the tiebreaker like that was them like they were all over the course but they were just like they started really badly i think they finished the tournament either even or one over okay okay but it was they were rattling off these pars that were just impossible for them Good scramble golf. Yeah. Like, it was all scramble hero golf. And then on hole 18, we had the box the entire day. So we never lost it. Until 17, though. No, no, no. Because they bogeyed 17, too. Oh, Jesus. I know. (laughs) They bogeyed as well. We literally had the box the entire day, played the whole round without ever giving the box to these people. Okay. Okay. And I would argue they're, like, most inconsistent player, right? We're, We're up. On 18. Riley. Like, yes. Yep. Yes. Thank you. I know all four of them. <laughs> no. I'm pretty confident I yes, know all four. No, Go it, ahead. It was Riley. And he, they're, they're about 10, 15 yards off the green, yep. right? With a birdie chip, okay? Yep. Everyone else chips and no one's even close, you know? So they're still going to have a long way to even get a par putt, right? Yep. And Riley blades it. Oh, jeez. Blades it. And this thing rocket balls at the flagstick. And this is exactly what it does. I'm going to use your boom. So he's way over here. Blades it. It goes, ding, clunk. Oh, my God. Right into the cup. And it was one of those moments where even though I wasn't on the team because I happened to be standing right next to him, I, like, like threw my club and started running around like a maniac. And I, like, they were all, like, groove hugging and, like, jumping up and down. And I was, like, with them. So wait a minute, who's this guy? Get out of all. <laughs> no, no, no. And that's the thing is, all day long we all celebrated each other's shots. But that was like the epitome of the round that was so like cool. the fact that we all had such a good time, the eight of us together, yep. and encouraging each other and celebrating yep. shots. No, that when Riley, golf, the man. worst of the eight of us, on the last shot of the tournament, <laughs> and blades one in does the most impossible straight to the flag shot. Day. To not only give them a birdie, oh. but to give them the box yep. yeah. at the end of the day. <laughs> and, and I was so happy for him. I was just like, Riley, my dude. Like, that was so sick. So, yep. yeah. Um, so, the tournament itself was a whole lot of fun. Um, I do just want to double check and make sure I didn't have anything else. Uh, 
on here. Oh, uh, the one inside joke too at the very beginning of the tournament because Nick was just on fire to start. Uh, our Nick. Yeah. Um, and we kept joking with the other team. We're like, yeah, that's why we pay him to come here. <laughs> like, and I think they thought we were mildly serious because Nick was like hard carrying us over those first couple of holes. And, yep. and we're like, that's why we pay you the big bucks and like all this sort of stuff. So that was a funny joke. So anyways, we go to the clubhouse, we turn our scorecards in, whatever, and we're sitting there and we're kind of discussing. It's like, man, like last year, like we were like negative two, negative three and finished in the money, whatever. And so Sadie comes out and she's like holding all the cards and stuff. I'm like, Sadie, you got any good news? And she's like, maybe. And I'm like, <laughs> I know exactly because because I knew Sadie would not yep. be able to keep it under control. Yep. And so like she goes out there and they're like, all right, you know, second flight. Yep. We had like four or five teams like tie. Oh, shoot. Right. So we're all tying. Oh, yep. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Eric. Um, so we all tied with the same score, and it came down to tiebreakers. So the first team, like, and I think it came down to like the second or third tiebreaker hole, and they do yep. it based off the handicap holes. Yes. And so it came down to like the third hole. So a team like won the flight, but then we got second. So we came out $110. Let's go. Each person. I am 120 up over the last two tournaments. You dog. I've netted 60 both tournaments. You dog. So we are back-to-back flight. Like I call us winners (laughs) because we walked away with money. So even though we didn't technically win the flight, we walked away with money. So back-to-back years, we won the flight. Or we, yeah, won the flight, won money. Yep. Um, nobody won any special stuff this year. No, um, no poker hands. Uh, actually, no, that's not true because TJ did win a raffle prize. Oh, nice. Um, Heck yeah. It, I think he got like a Bluetooth speaker or something. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It was dope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely not like poker or longest putt or anything like that. But, uh, but yeah, so TJ won a raffle prize, which was pretty cool. But yeah, man, you're looking at the back to back second flight runner up <laughs> champions, <laughs> Team Shelly. And, drank the most and once beer, again, missed we, the most putts, and came and out dude, my head. <laughs> Nick, here's the other part too, because like usually, like when people play music on the course, like it's it's good to be mindful of everybody else. Not today. We had that thing on full fucking blast. <laughs> Saturday, it'll be just full the most blast. derogatory yep. songs of all time, and just we were vibing so hard. And the only thing I could think of was like, man, I wish Sype was here. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. We had the time of our lives. Yep. And we'll get more into that into topic number three. Um, but preview to end this this segment, Derek, I, and our wives are playing in the the classroom uh, community community for classroom, community for classroom uh, charity event uh, south of town on a legit pasture golf. Oh, like, you're, that tournament! Yes, yes, congrats! Yeah. That's awesome. So this is gonna be our second year doing it. From here on out, it's probably gonna just be an annual thing. Rachel's gonna play golf one time a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a legit pasture golf. Like when I talk about pasture golf, normally it's Clyde and like sand greens and stuff. Yes. No, there is no green mm-hmm. on this this course. There is some very scalped pasture grass around for a green with a hole and then a six foot, eight foot circle. It's probably a six foot circle. Six foot circle that they it's not an actual circle though. They just go out there with, Walk, with spray like paint. Yep. No, with no. spray paint and just spray paint a circle. <laughs> Get in Last it. year, I don't think there was one that was even even remotely considered an oval. That's I so mean it was funny. like 
damn near like just but it was fun dude it was so much fun yeah and so what we do is when you get into the circle you just add one stroke mm-hmm. to your score i do want to quickly tell you guys just so you know yeah um because rachel and dana went out golfing the other night right together yep ladies time and i shit you not my wife as unathletic and uncompetitive as she is she's like Man, no. maybe I need to kind of pick no. up golf. And I'm like, no. hey, let's do it. <laughs> yes. Dude, so, if we can get our wives no, all three awesome. golfing. Get, keep keep your wives on it yes, because my I'm wife might eventually pick up some sticks yes. and start playing to at least be a part of it. And yeah, dude, if we could start doing couples tournaments, that would be sick. Although I'm also okay if my wife just does what I do and like boops the ball and we <laughs> just play mine every time. I love it. I love it. All right. Topic number so two. Now, that was long. Disclaimer. We're good. Here we go. Topic number two. All right. Guys, we're just going to cut right to the chase because I have way more time than I thought I was going to. I legit thought I could do that in like 30 minutes, and that was like 45. It's all right. We've had long episodes before. I know. I know. And this won't be the last. Okay. We are building our own NFL franchise because, look, here's the deal. And we talked about this before. The Chiefs are technically... In Missouri, and therefore all the Missourians, for tax purposes, won't let them move to the Kansas side where we can Which, have that. There's actually talk right now it is. Um, that they're potentially building a new stadium over by Legends, which mm-hmm. would be on the Kansas side. Right. Which would be Which we talked awesome. about, yeah. but mm-hmm. it needs to happen, happen. Yeah, like... Because, yeah, Missouri doesn't want to lose years. those that tax revenue, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, so we don't have technically a Kansas... We don't. NFL team. And and really just Kansas teams in general, because, yeah, technically the Royals are also in Missouri. Yep. Obviously, Colorado Avalanche, they're up in, you know... Colorado. Right. The closest NBA team, either Oklahoma or Colorado. Yep. We have no professional sports in Kansas, and we're going to rectify yep. that situation today. Yep. We're going to build an NFL franchise from the ground up, and we want it to be... Homegrown with Kansas. And the reason I bring this up, Sype, can you tell me your favorite college team? The Oklahoma Sooners. Okay. Why are they called the Sooners? Because of the land rush in the late 1800s or early 1900s. And it's native to Oklahoma. Yeah. It's it's this the Sooner Schooner is their mascot. Thank you. Okay. Can you tell me who the mascot is for Kansas State? The Wildcats. Okay. Are there any other teams in the country also named the Wildcats? Bunches. Couple. Right. If you if you count Wildcats are not exclusive to Kansas. No, not at all. Is my point. (gasps) I want this franchise to be something that you're not like there may be other The Metalarks. (laughs) <laughs> well, no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, arts. and this, so I sent you guys earlier our state symbols. Yes. Because while there may be, for example, the Buffalo Bills, right? Yep. And they have a buffalo as their thing. Even the Oklahoma City Thunder, who's their mascot? It's a big buffalo, right? Yep, yep. But there's only one state where the buffalo Real. is our state animal. Yep. It's Kansas. So I think we have every right to be, you know, the Kansas Buffaloes or, or some sort of derivative off of that. But hold on. We got the... But you can't just say Buffalo. American Buffalo. Right? But, sure. But we also have... And we do have American Pride in the Kansas. The ornate box turtle. We do. So so this is what I'm saying. is like, 
the and I love the salamanders even. I think yes. the tiger Sunflowers. salamanders. And, tiger uh, salamanders. I'm a Fort Hayes guy, so like the tigers, you know, kind of resonate with me. So the first thing we need to do is pick our team name. Mascot. Well, yeah. the mascot, yeah. Or, or yeah, mascot, yeah. team name, whatever. Yep. And so uh, just from a context standpoint, because I also think it's funny when things look funny, is football's played, obviously, on a green grass field, and these are behemoth men, right? Yep, yep. One could say they're the size of a buffalo. Yep. And the idea of having a bunch of people Buffaloes. dressed... It, well, no, dressed in essentially like brown uniforms, right? Yep, yep. And they look like a herd of buffalo Just moving across all grass. Time, all the time. <laughs> Would be kind of funny. Okay, um, but but hear but anyway. me out. Hear me out on this. We're also other popular symbols of the state of Kansas. Yes. Is the bread basket. Okay. What if, what if we were just the Kansas bread basket? I mean, I mean, and it's related back to football because how do you catch football? In the bread basket. In the bread, in the bread basket. basket. Okay, I like this. So we're a high-powered, you know, throwing team and catching team because right. we have all the bread baskets. So here's some other thoughts that I came up with. What is the movie most known for in Kansas? Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Right. Red slippers. So Red cleats <laughs> on all players. Well, so so Holy again, shit. even previously, before Sporting somewhere. KC, they were like the KC Wizards. Obviously, Wizard of Oz, you can yep. make that connection there. Yep. I always love it when a team, uh, so for example, you got the Wichita Thunder, mm -hmm. yep. Thunderheads rolling in, yep. all that sort of stuff. We're known for our twisters, so whether we're like the Cyclones, the Twisters, the Tornadoes. Yep, yep. I like that. The F5s, like whatever. Ooh, like, I like that. Like you could do something with Storms. Yep. Um, so yeah, it doesn't even have to be like animal related. Yeah, because the Shockers are, are already there with, mm -hmm. you know, right, related correct. back to Wheat with the Wichita State yep. Shockers. Correct. Um they're sunflower colored, so that's taken care of. So yep. Getting into that. I'm I'm still kind of going back to the bison, though. I, I and I know it'd be a really hot take with. with and remember, buffalo. this is football. So, like for example, and this is a little preview. So, like going back to we just talked about the tornadoes, right? The idea of like say when we do the hockey team, if we're like yeah the Kansas Cyclones and our mascot is somebody who can like do that thing on ice where they spin <laughs> oh, dude, really fast, yeah, yeah, like and they could like Just go and like every, run over like a house game. or something. Well, no, 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 it'd be, it'd be like our mascot for like the halftime show. Oh yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, even think about that. Like this is the football team right. where I think we cannot use the the bison. bison. I, I really don't think okay. we can so, because of the Bills. The so, Bills screwed it all up. Because there's no freaking Buffalo in New York. I'm guessing not anyway. What the heck? Yeah. Oh, How did they get there. the Buffalo? And, and actually, the the term Bill refers to something else. I kind of read about this, and it's like the most off-the-wall like reason that they're named That's Bills. Sorry. The Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Is it with Wall Street up there? I think so. Is that what it is? That's yeah, so it's something dumb. like that. But um, okay, so here's another thing. So, so dumb. It doesn't even have to be Buffalo. It doesn't have to be Bison. You can even use different terms. So, like, for example, like the Rampage or the Stampede or the. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I like the idea of the herd, but I kind of like the idea of that being like our fan base. Like our yep. fan base is known as the herd. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, what if, what if though that we are the the tornadoes? Um, and because on that same note, 
you could be we could be all be the the chasers, the storm chasers, right? Oh, like, the put a red storm slipper chasers. in the logo. Yep, yep, yeah, and then the cow. I mean, that's taking the movie Twister from <laughs> Oregon, from Kansas Oklahoma. cows. It's like, close. yeah, that's a South Park reference to the Colorado cows. <laughs> yep. the South Park cows. I kind of like. I kind of like either this. I mean, because not cyclones isn't necessarily like like not Oklahoma or Kansas or, or Twisters or yeah. yeah. I, I think Twisters. I like Twisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go a lot off of that with the fan base and the merch and all that. I do like the Buffalo. With all the again things that you can bring off that with it, Hannah, you do have a vote. You're giving us ten dollars per yeah. month. Of course, I, you get a vote. I honestly, I'm leaning right now. The F5 titty twisters. <laughs> 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 oh, we get we get producer <laughs> producer Derek in there. Uh, I'm leaning. My vote right now is is the tornadoes. Okay. Some spin off of that. So, yep. so the Kansas tornadoes. Because this is something we all have but to agree whirlwinds. on. The right. whirlwinds. I like that. It's something different. But we have to agree on first the the mascot. And then we're gonna come up with a couple of colors and then the fan base and then maybe some sort of theme song to go along with it. Yeah, or and again, whatever. Um so even on top of that, take take the the what'd you say, tornadoes or twisters? What did you like? I like I like the twisters. I like twisters. Okay. Yep. So like the Kansas twisters, I feel like oftentimes you associate the 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 double alphabet letters, so like the, the oh, Hayes yeah, yeah. Hawks or the yep. the Clyde hmm. you know, whatever. Cox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clyde Cox. Sure. So like sorry. Would we walk me into that one? So no, so like for example, I mean the capital of Kansas is Topeka. What if it's the Topeka Twisters? Oh. No, you gotta have a field. Oh my gotta god! Gotta be a small town out in the middle of a field. But what's, keep in mind, this is an team? NFL team, Tonganoxie. Tonganoxie. Hey, we could build up Tongi like crazy because Tonganoxie is only like forty five hundred, mm-hmm. maybe. It's it's pretty it's, close to it's Kansas over City. There by, yeah, it's outside Lawrence. Dude, talk about a rivalry from the, the very the beginning. border rivalry. Dude, like right I mean, off you could the... still technically do that with like Topeka because it's only forty oh, minutes. Oh, I know, but it's even closer. I mean, you're right. talking like what sounds cooler, Topeka, Tonganoxie. True. <laughs> Did you hear that? And I the guess Tonganoxie that would twisters. That would actually be kind of funny from the standpoint of because I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. That that's an Indian term. It is. It so is. if we were, oh my God. if we were rivaling the Chiefs, we'd be like we're representing <laughs> the Indian culture better than you guys are. Oh my God. <laughs> Because we're actually from an Indian-based town. All right. Do we have a vote? I think then is the Twisters. So the Taganoxi Twisters. Twisters. So we have the town. We have the the mascot. We have the town. Okay. Now I will say this: I personally love, and I don't know why this is, and I like your idea with the ruby slippers. I've always loved, like, the idea that when the teams wear like. The black or the dark grays. Yeah, they're they're kind of like the bad boys. So like the Raiders, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But so what I'm saying is, is what if we had essentially like like black with maybe a little bit of gray uniforms, but then we have some red in it in reference to the ruby red slippers? I got got the colors. I I, I appreciate that. I really do. Um, The colors are going to be tan and yellow. 
like the Wyoming colors. See, I, I think if you're going to do that, we should switch it to the buffaloes because buffaloes are actually like brown, I know, but, tan color. But like tornadoes, when they suck up all the dirt, which is all we have here, really, mm-hmm. is is it tan d- or a brown? Dirty 30s. We're going back so to So either tan. I, I don't want to go browns because it's browns. I want to go tan, yellow for the wheat, and then red as a off color, like a, a highlight color, mm-hmm. because of the slippers. A no tan, yeah, tan, like military tan, like but then not just. But then our alternate color tan, I guess. is going to be like sky blue. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this, though. Like our home color would be, you might have to like tan. Draw this out for me, because our our home color would be tan, but our alternate home color would be sky blue for the wide open skies oh, of the Kansas. For the well, plains. no, oh, it, then you can even cover the plains with your tans. Yeah, with all exactly. The grass, the meadow, well, it's yeah. green. But See, brown it, now. but it's all dead. <laughs> but that's that's kind of where I was going. Like, if you're gonna go with tan, I feel like green would go a little bit better. Like. Accent wise, it would go a little bit better than a blue. Yeah, it would. But I like the light blue option. We don't have the baby blue Royals yeah, uniforms. The, are and sick. again, kind of a little bit of a nudge <laughs> back to Missouri. Like, hey, you got our team, but we're gonna steal your color. You know what I mean? Hmm. Okay, but you said black. Well, because black like, just shows like darkness, black and red. Right. So like when the when Blood. the skies turn black. Like you know that tornado is gonna drop, right. type of a thing. It's kind of the the thought. But yellow is hail. Yeah, or or like the greenish color to the sky, like the the teal color. Going green, <laughs> or just that's an actual twister reference. What about teal? Instead of our alternate color being blue, like sky blue, would be teal. Teal for the, for the hail clouds. That, that and that's a lot of native stuff. Yeah, it's a native color. Again, elbowing the Chiefs. See, nice. I'm I'm just stuck on the tan. That's that's my issue. There's no other color in the NFL that is tan. There's another. It's a standalone. Tan. Yeah, there's a lot of mm. black and red. Right. True. No, you're right. It would be a standalone. Tampa, the but, Falcons. But that's the thing is like when you look at the Browns uniforms, for example, because those are brown. And again, I think orange is an awful. Accent color. <laughs> it is. Like, do you ever look at the Browns uniform and you're like, yeah, that does it for me? Or even like the Wyoming with the the, the actual brown yeah. and yellow. Right. Do you, are you ever like, man, I want I want one of those units. I like when it's the accent color and then a little bit of brown. Yeah, see, we we could almost do yellow. I mean, the, the Steelers are about the only team, really, that has yellow. And they don't do full-fledged yellow. What if it's just yellow? Yellow Straight with an yellow. accent of tan. That almost blend in too much, though. But again, for but Twister, it? though, that's almost too, like, sunshine and rainbows, almost. Dude, we're in the middle of the United States. We get a lot of sun. Not many I'm trees. Saying, I'm saying <laughs> then I would say, like, let's move off the Twister thing. Yeah. All right. Like, I feel like it needs to be seamless, you know? All right. I think what we need to do is combination. We're doing black and tan. What? A, well, <laughs> hold on. Black, tan, and white. Red slippers. With red slippers. Black and tan? Yep. It's a lot of the military trucks are black and tan. Yep. They do look mm. good together. And we have Big Red 1 in Junction City. There you go. Okay. Okay. And then, and then we'll have a patch on the side of the jerseys of the Big Red 1. Okay. Shout out to our homeboys here in, in our base. 
Okay. I like it. I can go with that. Black, tan, and red, you said? Yep. Going back to the slippers. And then everybody wears red cleats. I, yep. I could probably get with that. Black, tan, and red. Okay. And then our whites, obviously, are going to be white. And then there's going to be some tannin. S- some tannin and yellows. Slide some tannin. I'm still, I'm still done. Or I'm tan still, numbers. Our, our alternate jerseys are going to be teal. Baby blue. <laughs> teal. Even though it has nothing to do with our actual accent. It's the skies, baby. It's the best part about it. It's the skies, baby. <laughs> okay. All right, Soren. Talking about like the turbo tubs. Were the so are we the tornadoes or the twisters? Twisters. twisters. Okay, we're the twisters. Yep. Our fan base is called the chasers. The chasers. Right. Yep. Which I do kind of like that from an alcohol standpoint. Yep. Of like, <laughs> yep. There's gonna be so many. There's yeah. no so many chasers. Kansas. Yeah. Yep. So many chasers drank at the the. Oh man, the right. tailgates. No, Whew. I like this. Okay. Um. I feel like just. For even verbatim sake, because this is our team, the stadium has to be named after either Sada Sype or McNary Chiropractic. Yeah, we see, and I'm cool. I'm going completely opposite. I think it needs to be named after uh, Bill, the original chaser. Oh God, <laughs> Bill pa- Paxton Stadium. Paxton Stadium. Oh baby. my God. Was he Kansan? No. Was he Oklahoman? No. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I was gonna say that whole from... movie actually takes place in Oklahoma. <laughs> we just take it. No, as dude. Majority We're in of it, Alley. The majority of it was filmed in like Illinois or Iowa. There's only like well, one or two Iowa. scenes. No, I know. Actually, I mean, in Oklahoma. I mean, the actual movie like primarily yeah, yeah, yeah. takes place in Waukita. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but if I if I'm the owner of the team, a co-owner, I'm bringing back some of my Waukegan roots, baby. Bill Paxson Stadium. Okay, done. Bill Paxson <laughs> Stadium. And he passed away, so I mean it, it goes hand in hand. Name it sure. after somebody that's, yeah. that's gone already. Bill Paxson Memorial Stadium. Yes. Oh, gotta have a memorial. And okay. and our our stadium, uh, the shape of it isn't gonna be like anybody else's. Oval. It could be oval, but it has to have like a like a tail coming off of one of the Ooh, the end zones, the walkways. No, no, no. I got this because uh, I so like the walkways. The Patriots, because uh, I've actually been in their stadium. They have like the stadium itself, and then they have Patriot Place, which is right next to the stadium. Yep. So as opposed to like Arrowhead, where the Hall of Fame's like actually inside, mm-hmm. what you do is is it's all actually connected. And in the tail is like your Hall of Fame, your like Perfect. shopping, your Done. your gift shop, like all that sorts of places you can buy jerseys. Yep. So the concourse is all yeah, beer and food and that sort of stuff. Yep. And the tail is where you do like your shopping. It's like a shopping center. I love it. Okay. But imagine walkways like a tornado pointy at the bottom. Yep. You're just one person and then just going wide and widen as they go up. Yep. I love it. Or like a zigzaggy, like a, oh. like a, uh, what do they call those? The, the spout tornadoes where it's like real skinny and just keeps going oh. back and mm-hmm. forth. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Yep. Okay. Okay. So we got, we got the stadium, we got the town, we got the colors. And the name, even though, even though the I base. think if you build a stadium in this day and age, like you have to have the retractable roof. I'm a big proponent because we're in Kansas and weather's so ridiculous here that gives it. us the advantage. I don't want it. That yeah, I want an open I want an open door stadium. Open door and tornado shelters underneath the stadium. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. In the event. <laughs> in the event that our our yeah. mascot can go down. There. Our mascot comes to actual show his face <laughs> during the game. Okay. Got it. Um what else do we need? Um, um I mean Oh, what what do we call the cheerleaders? Ooh, I don't know. The uh, twit uh, I don't know. <laughs> I see you say thinking something. The titties. You... <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going back to the titty twisters. I, I, I don't know how Welcome well. Welcome your titty twisters. <laughs> and they're just going up to every middle-aged oh man, God. middle-aged overweight man, and just twisting their titties in the stand, front row. Wave to Paraplus, oh, by the way. What's up, Paraplus? <laughs> Holy crap. Oh my god. Uh no, yeah, we can't that's, do that. We're gonna have to have uh, our public relations department uh name our <laughs> cheerleaders. <laughs> we're we're just gonna leave that one on the back burner for now. Um I think the the mascot himself uh I think it needs to be something related back to the movie Twister. Um but I don't know, maybe a cow? Maybe it's just a cow. What if four metal bar that they tied themselves to? Ooh, well, no, just that's, a, that's, that's just that's, a metal well, bar. mascot? Here's here's why I'm thinking. You see that? No, here's why I'm thinking. The ma- the mascot's in like yeah, like a tornado, like basically just a upside down cone essentially. Yep. But then around the cone, it's all like mechanical, and you have like a truck fly by and a and a cow fly by and like all these different things. So a- we have multiple mascots. An upside down cow. Done. Yeah. We have multiple mascots. So we have a truck. We have a cow. We have uh, Dorothy. Oh, and they all just fly around. And they all, like <laughs> like what? Instead of having one mascot, sure. we have like four or five of them, and then fans can vote on. The next, like one could be a piece of straw we that goes through do a the wall. Tin Man, because he is the Wizard yeah. of Oz. And then Tin Man, yeah, we do all the guys off of the Wizard of Oz. Um, Hamhorn, what's up? Thank, Thank you, you, sir. Fair yeah, I'm, I'm all about this. I think oh, wait, we got that was a solid. Fair that was uh, Randy. Me- what's that say? I didn't even see this. Miam, it's a new follower. I oh, heck yes. Something. Thank you for the follow. Randy. Yeah, appreciate you, Randy. Um, this is a solid idea. So after I win the billion dollars, we're starting. Tonganoxie is going to start breaking ground. Two weeks after, <laughs> two weeks after. Okay, I'm trying to think. Is there anything that we're missing? I don't think so. Um, songs. I mean, like a walkout song that gets everybody hyped up. Oh mean, uh, no! Actually, I already know what a walkout <coughs> song is going to be. It's going to be the theme song of Twister. It's called Human Beings, but they play it when like yes, uh, they're they're driving down yes. the dirt road with the big shit. ass speaker yes, on the, the top. Yes. And, and here's the deal: I don't even want nice crisp speakers. I no. want the ones that kind of sound like shit, like yep. they've been blown out. Yep, they're from the nineties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We might have to play human yep. beings after the show. Yep. Re- yep. Remember that. Remember we that. Will. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll play that. No, that's our theme song. And then the, cra- the crowd will just like start rocking out. Like. Our, our cheerleaders are going to be called the Gales. Ooh, Gale Force Winds. Yes. I like that. The Gales. The Gales. Yeah. It kind of sounds like girls. It's better than the titty twisters. On the <laughs> yeah, it's, it's way, way better. better than the titties. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the Gales. Thank you. Thank you, Hannah. That's a perfect, yeah. no. perfect one. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think we got it. Because what's going to happen is after we attract all the, the, sh- the cream of the crop talent 
to the state of Kansas, specifically around Tognoxy, um, they're going to come with their own their own montage, right? They're going to have oh, ma- yeah. they're going to have their Mahomies, right? They're going to mm-hmm. have their their Kelsey babies, that type of stuff. Like it's going to grow naturally to where they're going to have a fan base that just identifies themselves, right? Based off of our cream of the crop talent. Mm-hmm. I do kind of like love hate the idea that we're going to be like the chiefs are tribal I like, know. we all started as chiefs fans but you know what y'all want to be like you're going to keep screwing around Mahomes, kelsey i saw you at the st louis blues finals yeah. in the nhl they're not our team yeah you're kansas boys now yeah you're not missouri stay and away so, and so and that's that's Fuck really well, and, and, and not only... We're not even going to have Kansas City in our name. It's going to be the Kansas the Twisters. The Kansas Twisters. Yeah. The Tommy Twisters. City. What's even better about, I think, all of this, really, is we're going to break up the Chiefs-Broncos rivalry. Oh, we are. Because we're going to be That's right over. in the middle, baby. We're going to be right in the middle. Boom. No pun intended. Big sponsor of, of hey. the, the Tommy Noxy Twisters <laughs> is in the middle podcast. Guys, we got a football team. We got a football team. Can I can I hear this on the? Yep, you can hear that. <laughs> that was the the gavel slamming down. Boom, done. Over. All right. Topic number three. Topic number three. All right. Here we go. And this is where the podcast takes that awkward turn, real quick. Yeah, there's um, no actual transition. <laughs> no. Um, and this is one that I, I've been wanting to talk about since season five started, um, and. And it's about mental health, and and it's pretty personal with me right now, uh, just because, um, and and actually we recorded the the week our very first episode of, of season five was a week after I had a pretty significant loss in my family. Um, I've been very uh, silent about this on the podcast itself, um, the after dark and stuff. I've, I kind of opened up that first night, but. I wanted to kind of really let things settle and, and kind of experience things before I, I talked about it on the podcast. And so um, one of the things that with mental health is is depression, right? And as men, we hate talking about depression. We hate being in that moment. We there, I don't think anybody really likes being in depression. Uh, but as men, we don't talk about it. And it's not healing whatsoever. And so this is me somewhat trying to normalize it and uh, – and actually, before you crack in over that bush light, we have three uh, of the Oktoberfest in there from last week. You want those now? Yeah, I want us all to crack open an Oktoberfest. All right, all right. Um, and it's so I lost I lost my cousin, um, and my cousin was more like a brother than he was a cousin. Uh, I grew up with him in in Wakita. Um, we he was two years younger than me. We did everything together growing up, and uh, and we were both the youngest. And, and we, we shared that experience with my brothers because they were the older brothers. Um, I got to be an older brother, in a sense, to him, uh, good and bad. Um, there was probably many stories that he would tell that some of it was bad, but some of it was good, too. Um, we were truly like brothers. And I think if you have a brother, uh, you have that same type of relationship. A lot of good, a lot of bad. It all washes at the end. And, and at the end of the day, you're still blood. You're still brothers. And... Uh, and he he died very suddenly, unexpectedly, uh, in a motorcycle accident, um, driving home from work. Got hit from behind um, by a, a kid in a truck on a two-lane highway trying to turn left. Um, not going to go into a whole lot of detail. 
I don't want to share that and I don't think it's appropriate to share. Um, but it's one of those things that it, it was a shock. And, and this was the second loss on our site side. Now looking back, I've, I've only lost two people on my site side of the family. I've lost my granddad when I was five years old, maybe six. And now the guy that was supposed to be the one that outlived us all because he was the youngest now passed. Um, and, and so I didn't realize that until he did pass is it's only the second one on our side of the family with, with my dad and his brothers and all the other cousins on the side side, um, which it, it sucked. I went into shock. I couldn't get out of bed. Um, I find myself staring off into space for no reason. Um, there's moments that it hits you like a ton of bricks. And then there's moments that you feel like you should be mourning more. Um, and you're trying to wrap your head around all around it the whole time. And you can't, um, I know time passes and it time heals, um, not fully, but it, it definitely does heal. It's been, uh, he, he died on the, the 26th of July. Um, and now it's the 16th of, of, August, but it's still one of those things that um, it's gotten better, but not easier, if that makes any sense. Um, and there's still moments throughout the day where I think of them, um, and then I, I go through the, that mental cycle of, I should be more sad, and then and then I feel guilty, and then I, f- I feel like I miss them, and then I feel... And then I remember some stupid that we did as a, as a kids, uh, and then and then I feel guilty about not remembering more from when we were kids, and and you know that's over twenty years ago now, and um, it's just a weird cycle, and I and I find myself seeing it after I feel it for a little bit, um, and so I just I wanted to open up this first of all, um, I wanted to all of us open our beers real quick and do a quick cheers. Um, he wasn't a huge beer drinker, but I think he would really like this Yingling Oktoberfest. Uh, I like to think so anyway. He might not have. I might be full of shit right now, but I uh, appreciate you guys doing that for me and, and uh, taking a drink for Bud. I called him Buddy. Um, everybody in our family called him Buddy. Uh, he started going by Lane, which was his birth name. <laughs> uh, my granddad actually nicknamed him Buddy because uh, he was a cute little shit with a cotton ball head when he was a kid. and. And, uh, and my granddad nicknamed him his little buddy, and it just stuck. He actually wrote his, his name. He learned how to write his name uh, at Wakita. As Buddy. As Buddy. And and it, it, he was probably, like, in second or third grade before he, like, actually understood his name was Lane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then when he went to, to a new school after uh, they left Wakita, um, all he wanted to go by at the new school was Lane. And I remember coming back from from Kansas and going down to visit and, and like seeing Lane, uh, in the house, like under a school thing. And I was like, do you like, do you go by Lane? He's like, Oh yeah. Um, I was like, do you want me to call you Lane? He goes, I don't give a shit what you call me. <laughs> I mean, you know, looking back, we, as kids, uh, when you're around other kids, like mm-hmm. I'm not dumb they cuss, they, they, they do stuff, but, yeah, yeah. um, no, it, it's just, it's been one of those, those losses, uh, that you don't expect and, and that, that hurts a lot more than you would have expected. Um, and so I'm just, I'm dealing with a lot of that right now. And, and I thought this would be a good opportunity to just share 
a small part of what I've been going through the last three weeks or so. Um, and just to say, like, as men, especially men raising other boys and, and, and women, um, uh, other, other girls of our kids, um, it's okay to not be okay. And I've heard that a lot as a stigma, as a talking point. Um, but to truly go through it and, and to recognize it and, and to be able to talk to you guys about it. Like, uh, it, it's helped me out a lot with the healing process. And I think we need to be more okay and more open with that. And, and again, as men, we don't like to talk about feelings. I've always been one that probably is a little bit different than others that I do talk about feelings a lot. Um, thank you, mom. <laughs> mom, that was one thing that she passed down on to me was, uh, to, to talk about how you feel and it's okay to, um, and, and it's one of the things I, I hope it's not easy, especially when you first start doing it, uh, to talk about how you feel and, and how unokay you are. Um, but as you do it more and as you find the people that you can talk to without judgment and, and that you can sit and, and share your raw emotions with, um, it's super helpful and it's super needed as, as men. Um, and one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life was, was speak at, at Buddy's funeral, um, his celebration of life down in Oklahoma last weekend. And I, I thought about it all the week leading up to it. And I, I kind of wanted to, but I definitely didn't at the same time. Um, and I talked to his fiance, um, they were going to get married in November, um, which makes it even somehow even worse with the whole thing. Um, good and bad. I don't know. It's again, a weird flood of emotions. I'm, I'm really happy that when he did die, he had a future that he could see, um, a future that was bright and that had, um, a love that he hadn't had before, uh, that he, he wanted to spend the rest of the life with. And, and so that makes me happy, but in the same sense, like, holy shit, it's just that much worse of a situation. Um, I talked to her about it before the the funeral, and I said, I'm thinking about it. Um, and she goes, you should. And that was kind of the last last piece for me. I was like, all right, I'm going to sit in the in the hotel room on my phone, typing up on a Google Doc my, my speech, my story, and uh, printed it off took it there and talked to the, the, the pastor that was kind of leading the, the funeral. Again, it's weird saying it's a funeral, is a celebration of life, funeral, whatever you want to call it. It wasn't in a church, wasn't in a gravesite or anything like that. Uh, it was an auditor- auditorium that he went to school at. Um, and, uh, and there was people there that, you know, we, we all showed our respect and, and uh, I got called up and, and gave the speech and, and maybe I'll share that later on. Right now, I'm not ready to. Um, I told a, a good story uh, about him and I as as adults, as well as you know many many childhood memories that we had. But um, yeah, I think the the real message for me in this and why I'm sharing it is to just I don't know if if there's somebody that listens to this to understand that as manly as you are, you still do feel like everybody else. Um, 
and it's okay to cry. It's okay to, to talk about it. It's okay to have somebody that you can feel comfortable enough with sharing what you're going through. And, and it's going to be a lot of it doesn't make sense when you think about it, um, as you're talking, uh, but it's good to still get that out and talk about it. Uh, again, it helps we, you. Yeah, it helps you heal. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's confusing and some of it doesn't make sense whatsoever. And you might say stuff that, that you regret later on, but you're trusting somebody to understand that what you're going through, you don't mean it or you don't truly feel that way. Right. One of the things I've been really struggling with lately, um, in the last week or so is, is trying to not be angry with the driver and that's been it's been difficult i know it's natural to be absolutely fucking furious it's a stage of healing right but i'm telling myself it's not healthy to be angry and that's that's part of me healing is first of all recognizing that it's not healthy um but then second of all, like understanding that it's natural, like somebody that you loved is taken from you and it's, it wasn't the person you love's fault. Right. And so it's easy to blame somebody else, but at the end of it, um, I just have to trust that it was his time and God has a plan for us all. He really does. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things that, um, helps me through it. Right. Um, whether you believe in God or, or you believe it's just in life in general, um, it does us no good to be angry in these type of times. It's natural to feel those emotions, but it's not healthy. Um, and so to, to constantly fight that, that negativity too, uh, is important. Um, and that's one thing that I think through all my life experiences, I think it's, it's ultimately helped me get to this point where I'm at right now with being sad, of course, but also not being destructive as destructive as I could be. Um, and I think that's, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things. It's, it's I wanted to share with the podcast, um, that you might not know that side of me. Um, but I, I just wanted to somewhat normalize like, yeah, we go through some shit as men, as, as humans that, uh, isn't easy at all. It, uh, but it, but you're not alone. <laughs> like we, no matter who it is, um, we've all had some sort of trauma in our life. And it was funny is we always think when we're in that trauma, like, Oh, there's nobody else like me. How ignorant can we be as a human to think that you are the only one and 7 billion people currently on earth. And yet there's billions upon billions of people before you that have probably shared the same experience. Mm -hmm. And so just knowing that you're not alone in all of this, that you, the things that you've experienced is very similar to somebody else's. Um, and somebody that's going to be empathetic with, with what you're feeling. You know what I mean? And so that's really my messages. It's on, okay on to mental share. health. I mean, yeah. It helps heal. It yep. really does. So I think one thing to comment on is we talk about, I mean, we were doing it right before the show of just all the confusion and brokenness of the world. And I think the one thing that has 
shifted as as far as especially the stigma of men goes is not only just mental health crisis in general for all humanity but then us feeling more comfortable in today's day and age of yet yeah, sharing things yeah. like that um and yeah it's it's really easy to look at the negative but that is definitely a positive that you know for you to come into a public forum share something that's brought you you know suffering and distress mm -hmm. is not something we would have done 10 20 years ago no absolutely um, not. Yeah. it's it's not the way our fathers were raised it's not the way our grandfathers were raised or anything like yep. that and i think that is a positive direction that the world is moving in is like look like mental health whether it's anxiety or depression or you know whatever is a real thing yep and we have to give it the proper attention because i am someone who in the past used to scoff at like, oh, you're only anxious because you're forcing yourself to be angry, right. yep. anxious or whatever. You know, not necessarily that men couldn't talk about their feelings. I'm a very emotional person. Yep. But, like, I never felt like I could share the fact that, you know, I feel in this moment that you have, to, you know, like the whole therapy thing. Like, yeah. that's yep. never been something up until the last couple of years. Um and actually, there's this guy on TikTok who does these really funny bits about, like, um, just things you hear about work, whether it's, yeah, like some Karen coming in to complain or a boss <laughs> trying to make you come in on a Saturday or whatever. And there's this one that I that just sticks with me of, like, you know, a guy asking off work, and he's just, he basically makes a comment of, like, oh, like, did you forget about mental health days when 2021 rolled around or, <laughs> right. you know, whatever. Um, I, you know, the fact that I need that you're so desperate for me to come in, I think you need me more than I need you type yep. of thing. And it's, it's just one of those things where, yeah, like COVID brought out that side of things and we cannot let it Trickle revert back, back yep. yeah to yep. what it was before and it's like no like this is a real thing yep that we need to pay attention to and yeah whether it's talking about loss mm -hmm. um you know with you like i've i've brought up before that my dad has like parkinson's and i mean he's he had some struggles lately that i witnessed firsthand um you know this summer i had to go stay with him for a couple of days um after he had like switched some medicine and he kind of let me in on just a couple of things that really scared me, not only for his livelihood, but like the livelihood of like his business and like the, the family itself and all, all sorts of stuff of just like things like falling asleep at the wheel because he's not getting enough sleep at night. Yep. And you know, that's scary for me to think like, wow, I could lose dad not as a result of Parkinson's, but as a result of a car accident. But then the, on top the of that, yeah, yeah, that could result in him rear-ending somebody at a stop sign, yep. you know? And then now we're the guy that you're angry at because, right. well, my dad wasn't getting enough sleep because he has a disease that's eventually going to kill him. And you don't understand that because you're thinking about the young life that you lost type right. of the thing. Like we yep. have to be able to have these 
conversations. Yeah, and and, and to see the whole story, and and that's yeah. why I'm I'm fighting myself at getting angry, right? Like I don't know the whole story. I know it was a a younger male, and I know ages and and everything else. But I'm going to say him right now because to me it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like I don't know the full story. I don't know what he was doing. Um, all I know is the facts. Is, and, and he has to live with this, too. Exactly. And he'll probably and have his own mental problems yeah, that and that's, that's go an, in the midst of this. Another part of the empathetic side of how I've grown with, like, yeah, I could be angry at him all freaking day. What good does it do when I put myself in his shoes? Like, mm-hmm. holy crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. No matter what he was doing, have I done that on the road? Absolutely. Right. Like, and that's that's the part of me that's, like, putting me back into, like, just being grounded, right? Mm-hmm. Like, grounding myself of, like, I've made mistakes, a crap ton of mistakes. Have I ever killed anybody? No. Thank the Lord. We all do. We're not perfect. Right. And, and luck, like, luckily for me, I haven't been on the other end of this horrific incident. By sheer luck, right? Like... Well, and I think you also made a good point of, um, I don't remember off the top of my head specifically what you said, but essentially of dealing with this tragedy is everyone has their own way of dealing with things. And I know you personally have had your own struggles and demons with whether it's addiction or going overboard on something or whatever. And so even just the fact that you are mature enough to say, yeah, I'm not going to go hide at the bottom of a bottle. I would rather, yeah, express myself to yep. people that I trust. Exactly. You know, with this information stuff like shows not only just a lot of growth, but that is something too that we need to promote in this world of like, look, the answer is not going to be at the bottom of that bottle. It's not going to be in you isolating yourself from the people who love you and care about you and can help you right through this rough time it's you need support you yep. need a system of yeah a, a foundation of people that will build you back up after you've crumpled yeah yeah absolutely and and one of the things that, that you, when you were talking about your dad <clears throat> that kind of struck a nerve with me is you're also experiencing loss it's not sudden. Yeah, it's not the slow loss. It's not mm-hmm. tragic, but like over time, you're experiencing loss with your dad because that's what we experienced with Elaine. with my with yeah. my mother in law. Um, and I don't. And to be honest, I don't know what's better. I don't think e- either one of them is better than the other. Oh no. Um, no. Because they both suck. They we'll are put it that way, and they're yeah. both traumatic when you look back on it. Like. They both have their pros and cons, and neither one of them are good, <laughs> right? And that, and that's one thing I've slowly had to keep telling myself, too, is, like, this is the cycle of life. Whether we like it or we don't, it's a fact. It's going to happen to all of us. There's two things in this world. We're going to pay taxes, and we're going to die. Death <laughs> <laughs> uh, taxes. Sometimes taxes can be painful, but not nearly as de- as painful as death. And And no matter what type of death happens to you or your loved one, um, it's all really shitty. Mm -hmm. It's all tough. Yeah. 
And so, I don't know. It's it's one of these these topics again. Um, and I don't know if, if you had any more to share or, or not. But no, I mean, I think, and that and that's the thing. We could spend hours, hours yeah. talking about mental health. Yep. The big thing is just seek. Remember to seek out those who, yeah, you trust with your emotions to to do that. I yep. mean, I I brought up before um, that uh, Hannah, uh, who you know, new patron for us, she's had a tough year with her family, and the other day, <clears throat> her and I went to. Uh, basically just a bar to have some beers and talk about whatever. Yep. Some of it was serious. Some of it was fun, but like, and she even said in the midst of her mom being in the hospital of like, I needed this. I needed a time to get away to, to think about something else. I also needed time to vent about what's going on. Like we did both there and I sat and I listened and you know, I also distracted her. Uh, and it's, it's important to just, again, put yourself in the midst of those people who can give you that. And it's not even a solution to the problem at hand. It's a A relief. Yeah. A reprieve, a relief from your own internal struggle with processing the information that's, that's coming at you. Well, I mean, and a good example of that um, is Friday after Buddy died for me. Um, Buddy died on a Wednesday. We went and played golf on Friday, and, and I even felt guilty about doing that. Like, no, I, I need to be home doing nothing, mourning the loss of my, my brother, right, my cousin. And I was like, why am I feeling guilty of trying to get away from emotion for two hours? Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately why I came was like, Thursday was shit for me. I cried more on Thursday, the day after, than I have since I was probably 10 years old. I mean, I, like, and it would just happen. I'd be in my closet about to change clothes at, like, freaking 10.30 because I didn't get my ass out of bed. Like, broke down. I broke down right after we got started playing golf. Like, after we got done, came back to the house, broke down again. Like, mm-hmm. there, there was, for no rhyme or reason... I would just like a flood of emotion. And so I felt guilty even going to play golf on Friday. And I was like, no, like I need this. He would have wanted you to. Right. I mean, right. He, he, (laughs) I can hear him saying like, the world doesn't stop spinning. He would say, and I heard his voice so many times when I'm sitting there crying of him looking at me with that fucking smirk that he had and going, you little bitch. (laughs) Why are you crying about me? You know what I mean? Like, and, like, in hearing that, in, and I know it's not real, but, like, I can hear him say that to me, like, helped me get get through a lot of it. And, it, and it's it's something I know, and, and I would talk back to him, you know, in my head and be like, and it, it sounds fucking crazy that I'm saying it right now, but I'll talk back to him and be like, oh, fuck you, man. Like, you'd be doing the same shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's it, yeah, it's, it's, again moment right now even of me talking about stuff that i five years ago would not talk about 10 years ago absolutely not talked about yep and so um 
Yeah, it only takes us two hours to play. It's only nine holes. Two dead speak. <laughs> yeah, two. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> nine, nine holes. Nine holes. <laughs> search for a few holes. <laughs> no, and I and I appreciate um, the topic. To be honest, uh, we we haven't had a, a serious, down to earth. Yeah, real, it's been a while. Real world topic Aww. like this in a while, and and unfortunately, it, it came um, at the tragic loss of of my my brother, my cousin. Um, but it's also another thing that I, I try to do and see the silver lining in things, and, and this is one of them. But also, that was the first time on Saturday that all of the site side have been together. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing 15 or 20 years. Was my grandma's side was my grandpa's funeral, yep. and that was earlier this summer. And it was the first time well, he's been gone 13 years. That was the first time we've all been together. Again, and... and that's some beauty, some something beautiful in those moments of oh, so much heartbreak and so much just loss that when you see everybody together again, there's something so special about that type of healing. Yep. When when you're you're talking about memories and you're talking about life in general and what they've been up to and and getting to know them, even though you feel guilty not reaching out to them before this and like all of that combined is 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 so healing in these types of situations yep so again if you're listening to this i really hope you're you're relating to at least a portion of it because we all go through it we're not special right there's nothing if you haven't you will (laughs) right and there but there's nothing that that has happened to you that is unique only to you to you Mm mm-hmm so there's somebody else out there and there's there's somebody else that will is willing to listen even if it's just listen my best friend Russ which he'll be on the show eventually um he would appreciate me talking about him here he is the worst <laughs> the worst on these type of situations as a friend and when i say the worst he doesn't know what the hell to say and he'll let you know though He'd be like, tell me whatever you need to tell me. Tell me whatever you want to tell me. If you're looking for any words of comfort, you know right now it's not coming from me. <laughs> Two years ago, that was me. Yep. It's just like. Yeah. Uh, and I used to be the same way. Um, and I, I still am to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I've practiced. I've put myself in situations to, to try to encourage myself i think my jobs help me a lot because every time i get a call about an, an investigation or incident or an injury like i'm always the guy that i i hear a lot of stuff emotionally mm-hmm. and and so i've gotten better at that probably with my job but um with russ he was like and i don't know what to say to you on this so i'm just gonna listen and if if we need to change direction of the conversation tell me <laughs> like i will gladly <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and and i appreciate that though like, I know I'm not going to get words of advice from him. I don't need them from him. I need him to hear me. Yep. yep. Listen. And and understanding who, who you are in that role and in, in that conversation, um, let the other person know, like, as soon as possible. Because if I would have called Mark and told him this story, he'd have been like, oh, yeah, that sucks. And then just, like, moved on to another topic. And I was expecting him to be like, oh, dude, no, like, you know, this is, I've had something similar or I'm so sorry or, mm-hmm. you know, a religious side of it or, or something I'm looking for. 
And if he doesn't give me that, and then I'm just like, wow, Mark doesn't give two <laughs> shits about me. <laughs> so understanding, understanding who yeah. you have. Mark's not like that, right? Um, he helped me out a lot that week after. Um, and it might have even been my wife who kind of taught me this lesson. But sometimes it's not even... Because, yeah, you can't fix the problem no. with something that you say or, oh, I can relate to you with this or whatever. Sometimes it can even just be physical of, like, and and again, this goes back to breaking those, like, manly barriers, yep. you know? But sometimes you can be in such an emotional state, and then all you need in that moment is, like, just a hug. Yep. And as men, it's, like, awkward for, you know, we do, like, the, the one, <laughs> the one arm, like, double tap on the shoulder. We call it good. But, like... My darkest moments have been drastically uplifted by the person across from me literally grabbing me by the back of the neck, pulling me close, like putting my head in their chest, you know, rubbing my back or rubbing the back of my head and being like, hey, man, it's going to be okay." Like, and just having that, like, it, it, yeah, it sounds a little... We'll just say gay. Yep. But like that having means, that means happy. Having a big man comfort you yep. of just like, look, buddy, I got you. Like you feel small right now. I'ma hold you. Yep. Right. No, and, and, like and even just like seeing yeah. my dad for the first time was after Buddy passed. Yeah, that's, it gave him a huge ass hug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it made a lot of things it, feel better. It helps yep. so much. Like I've I've become such a hugger yeah in emotional moments and especially when i don't know what to say i just i'll kind of be like i'll do that thing where like my arms like come like a quarter out and then like a half out like i feel like this is what you need but i don't want to like invade your personal space if you don't want to be touched and then you see that and then yeah you kind of see the arms reach out and you're just like yep this is where this is where you need to be and then here's the other thing my wife taught me is if you are the person giving the hug to the one in need, you do not let go until they let you go. Yep. And that is the key component because I can feel awkward three seconds in <laughs> or 30 seconds in or three minutes in. Yep. But you stand there and you hold them for as long as they need. As long as they need. There's something healing in a hug. And there's been some science it's behind comfort. it too. There's an endorphin release. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's- and, and the longer you hold it, even though, like mentally, you're thinking like I, I need to get out, I need to get out. I I feel this sometimes. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah. Um, uh, but there's there's been like scientific studies with blood pressure and with mm-hmm. like all kinds of like physical reaction to mm-hmm. that hug. That there's actually like science behind the healing. Yep. Which is unreal. Well, a lot of it's mental. I mean, most yeah. of, a lot of healing is mental. Yep. I mean, just comfort. Yeah, I mean, you can ask Dana. I mean, I'm not a hugger. I'm not an emotional person. Yep. Should I hug a lot of people in my office because it's, you just, they need it. Yep. And then they leave with a smile on their face and they're a lot better. But you're saving souls every time you hug. (laughs) I swear. It's it's (laughs) tough for me. (laughs) Producer Derek over in the chair is like, ah, I can't do this. Damn it. Here we go again. Going for another. I'm going to hug you. For the third time today. <laughs> but it does. I mean, there's healing properties behind it all. Yeah. yeah. It's unreal. Yep. I don't even care what that time clock says. 
two hours. It's fine. I ate up an hour of it. It's all right. <laughs> well, are we uh, are we done? Get producer Derek Lauer Mike. He's he's still learning, Hannah. He's still learning. Is this better? There, there you go. Is. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think in the serious conversation, Sipe and I are used to like, if we shift, we move the mic because we know we won't lean into it. Derek got into a comfortable, like, let's have a therapy session without moving the mic. So he'll learn. He'll learn. <laughs> it's the first night in the chair. All right, guys. Yeah, he'll Maybe get there. Right. No. Um, anything else for the show? Nah, I think. No, that was. It was very soothing. Yeah. Because it just reminded me of, yeah, whatever whatever struggles I got going on or you or Derek got going on is, uh, yeah, we we have a guaranteed therapy session every Wednesday night. <laughs> yes, we and do. And every Friday afternoon. <laughs> yes, we do. Bare minimum. Yep. I just want to say I love you guys. Love you too, guys. Love you too. That's a hard word for me to say. <laughs> <laughs> hard three words. <laughs> All right. And with that... Thank you guys for listening to Season 5, Episode 3 of In The Middle Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Twitch at In The Middle underscore podcast or check us out wherever you get your podcasts. To support the show, head on over to our Patreon at Patreon backslash In The Middle Podcast, capital I-T-M-P, just like Hannah did last week. Thank you again. Yeah. Shout out to Hannah for that that second tier. Is it second uh, or third? It's actually third, third tier. tier. She jumped the second tier and went straight for the third. Hell yeah. So thank you again, Hannah. Give us some of your money. Give us all your money or give us some of your money. We don't really freaking care. We're going to be here every other week at least and possibly every week for the next like month or so. So, Oh, are you home? I'm, I'm, I might be. Hell so, yeah. We'll see. Let's go. So uh, thank you guys again. And uh, we do have some new merch, some new KDGC merch even uh, in the store. So check that out. Finally, you can look at our, our link tree to find all of our socials because we can't get one that all makes a sense. Uh, so anyway, we don't have anything else, I don't think. So Mark, no. Sight. producer Dave, no, I oh, did it! No. I did it! No. See, it just comes off the tongue so easy. It rules. We're changing my name. <laughs> all right. Well, no, it's because he has the double syllable. That's why. That's what it is. Producer, producer Dave. Derek. Producer Dave. That's four. But then you have right. to go Derek. That's five. That's that's just one okay. too many. Let's just Here it. we go. Rick. PD. PD. <laughs> PD, anything else? Not tonight. All right. Thank you, guys. And we will talk at you soon. Bye.